0: Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode number 41. Today we will be focusing on the elections in the United States and also elections in other countries. Although this won't be hot off the press for our American listeners out there, I think it will be very informative for our listeners abroad about uh, the midterm elections going on in the United States and we will also be discussing um, different aspects of voting and elections in other countries. So we're very excited to bring you this episode. A little little warning for you all. We will be getting a little political today. So if that's not your cup of tea, uh, listen to some different episodes, I guess. But uh, we hope you enjoy. We're happy to bring this episode to you. And without further ado, I'm here with my amazing co-host, my buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared?
1: Hey there, everyone. Uh, we've, we're here through Thick and Thin. We've made it. You've, only if you guys knew the, 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 uh, tr- the, what we've gone through to even be here right now. And for that, I have to say, um, here on the Untranslatable podcast, uh, we are proud Republicans. <laughs> and we support uh, one of the greatest presidents we've had, I think, in modern history, at least since Reagan, uh, Donald J. <laughs> Trump. And if you don't like that, then, hey, you can get out of here, okay? Because this is how we do it. <laughs> and we're not afraid to get political because uh, we're proud of who we are and what we stand for
0: as proud <laughs> Republican American men. I, I'm really impressed you were able to to say that with, with <laughs> I guess, such a straight voice since our listeners can't see your face. I've been getting but, used uh, to this
1: whole podcast think. Like, it's easier for me to uh, say ridiculous things now. Uh, anyway. If you want to see some more ridiculousness, hey, by the way, I'm not a Republican. Let me just throw that out there. Uh, (laughs) Those those were all jokes. And Chad found it hilarious because of the just absolute preposterousness of that uh, notion. Uh, But I guess we'll get to that later. I hope not. Um, (laughs) For more fun shenanigans like that, follow me on us, the Untranslatable Podcast, on Twitter at untranslatable1, the number one. Or you could follow us on Instagram where we always have fun pictures and sound clips and whatnot and sometimes videos. I mean, I guess the sound clips are videos, but I don't – I don't. it's not really video. They're fun sound clips of fun happenings. Untranslatable podcast. And email us at, um, at uh, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what computer I should get next because I'm about to throw this current one out the freaking window. <laughs> And also, please h- send me some meditation and or yoga routines because your boy is flustered.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Technology can be great sometimes, <clears throat> but you know, it can be, can be so frustrating. And sadly, I don't know if our listeners out there know about this. I don't mean to jump the gun, but there have definitely been some it's issues Trump's fault. with it's some... Trump's fault. Uh, <laughs> You know, I remember a few years ago when Obama was still president, people used to always say "Thanks, Obama" whenever yeah. anything bad happened. Yeah can can we do that now and just say "Thanks, Trump" if something bad happens?
1: Yeah, take that off of Obama. It's like this
0: joke doesn't even make any sense anymore. Right, that's that's true. That is very true. But yeah, there were there were a lot of issues I I've been reading in the news um, about vo- you know a lot of the voting machines acting up. Which yes. seems pretty shady, you know. I've heard that in a few different states, I believe Georgia, which uh, we can talk about a little bit later in our main segment. But I heard that for Georgia, for I think the governor race, if you click the Democratic candidate, it would somehow like malfunction and automatically put the Republican candidate.
1: Yeah, I saw that clip on uh, on social media. I didn't know um, there were voting machines like that. I didn't know they had like LCD screens like that at some voting places. That seems odd. Uh, that just seems right. very easy to manipulate. Although I will well, say, you... last time I voted, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't sure. Uh, there was a hot second I was like, "Did I? Did that go through? Did that ha- happen?" Right. Um, but it was not like an LCD screen or anything. It was very. It was like a big like button that says "Vote." We'll What's get to, once crazy? Again, we are the gun. Um, yeah,
0: but what what is crazy though is uh, I guess a while back uh, an 11 year old kid from Florida was able to hack into their electronic <laughs> voting system or something crazy like that. Oh so, my gosh. so you know, sometimes I do think that the Shout old school kid, paper. I'm not, mad at, <laughs> right? I'm not even really that mad at him. It's just, right. I'm more mad at the people that made the
1: systems. It's like really,
0: obviously, yeah, <laughs> you exactly can hack into your shit. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't think that'd be happening, but yeah. But anyways, what's uh, what's been going on with you? It's been it's been a minute since I've uh, talked to you.
1: Yeah. Uh. Not much. Not much. I um, actually, really not much. But I was doing research actually for work, and I stumbled upon something that I found very interesting. And it was a it was I was doing some I was reading something about self driving cars, and the article was called, "Should a self driving car kill
0: uh the baby or the grandma?". Depends on where you come from. You saw that? I I have not seen that, but I know a guy that works at Google, and I I was talking to him, and he said that the main reason why we don't already have self-driving cars is because we don't have a way to solve that moral dilemma. Do you kill the passengers in the car, Yes. or do you kill the person?
1: Yes. It's fascinating. Or who do you kill? Like, Does it favor younger or older people, or... Just or different, like, um, wh- um, because yeah, that's essentially what it's getting at is that different, um, you know, different cultures have different ethics and different beliefs of what what's who and what's most important. Mm. And, uh, th- so can I give you a couple examples? Absolutely. The researchers found that countries' pr- uh, preferences differ widely, but they also correlate highly with culture and economics. For example, participants from collectivist cultures like China and Japan are less likely to spare the young over the old. Perhaps the researchers hypothesize because of a greater emphasis on respecting the elderly.
0: I was just going to ask you that if if that was why. But yeah, it makes sense. You know, I mean, I I had a lot of um, students from China in my English courses when I was still living in the United States, and a lot of them would tell me how it was very common, you know, you you moved home with your parents. You took care of them. It was just kind of culturally expected. Right. Whereas in the states, I feel like after your parents get too old and we can't take care of them, we're like, all right, it's nursing home time. And, you
1: know? uh, some some of these old people at the nursing homes never get visited by their family, like legitimately ever. And it's right. just like, which all right, I think is pretty horrible. You in here now, just so there's there's some place where you can die peacefully. By the way, let me also mention that this came from the MIT techn- uh, Technology Review. And, um, it's, uh, so I just want to, you know, there's some, um, legitimacy to this article. Oh, definitely. I'd say that that's a there. very credible source. Um, and I, I can give you some more. I'm, I'm not even, that's just uh, one of them. So, um, uh, uh, man, sorry, my computer. Whew, easy, easy. <laughs> 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 we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> uh, I keep having to check the recording. It's like, we're good. We good. Um, anyway. Similarly, participants from poorer countries with weaker institutions and more tol- uh, are more tolerant of jaywalkers versus pedestrians who cross legally. And participants from countries with a high-level e- economic inequality show greater gaps between the treatment of individuals with high and low social status. I mean, I, but how are
0: cars recognizing social status though? So I don't know. I don't know if we have the technology yet. To, yeah, I don't to think do so. That. It's
1: like, oh, let's let's like analyze the uh, the logos on these
0: people's clothes. <laughs> well, I think I think the only way you like could do it is if you had exactly. I was just yeah. gonna say facial recognition. Like China right. has, I guess, one of the most advanced facial recognition software systems in the world. And have you heard about this? Yeah. They have like Hua uh, Hawaii. Wow. Or how you say it? Yeah, they, they have the, the, like, I don't know if they've started it yet, but there was talk about doing, like, a point system oh. for people. So, basically, you know, they're watching you with these facial recognition cameras. If you do something nice, you get a positive amount of no. points. No, that's like, that's a Black Mirror episode. I, I've heard, <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but I was, I was talking, talking to about, a friend I was thinking, of mine. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. I was talking to a friend of mine who was who taught English in China, uh-huh. and he had mentioned that they were thinking about implementing something like that. So basically, if you do, you know, if they catch you stealing, and I mean, apparently they have cameras almost everywhere, at least in the cities. If they right. catch you stealing, you lose points, right? And that could lead to, you know, all sorts of different types of punishments. If you do good things, maybe they give you more vacation time or, or you know, who knows? That
1: is literally a Black Mirror episode where... um. Uh, I, this is funny too because I've only seen two Black Mirror episodes, and this is happens to be one of them. Nice. Uh, I love that show though. I would I would watch more. I'm just terrible watching TV. Anyway, um, so the in the episode, they, they like every social media like runs runs society. So you get like uh you every every um interaction with, with actual humans has some sort of social media ranking that you do in person and then you almost have like an uber score or a lift rating uh out of five and how many how cool you are in, in like your place in society is based off of all of these interactions that are immediately um immediately ranked and so there's uh, obviously it leads to a lot of like f- fake friendliness i like hi oh hello right. Oh, uh, could I offer you a piece of gum? Or like, you know, it's all oh, this ridiculous over friendliness. That'd be awful. And then, like, as soon as like someone walks out the door, it's like they look at each other and stick their phone up at each other and like rank it. And it's like, why'd you give me a four point seven? It's like it's all this. That and, would be uh, rough. I feel like that wouldn't work because people can be really petty. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like that would that would like um quickly disintegrate into some sort of terrible sort of society where i, I don't know how but i feel like somehow white people are going to manage to like have like have all the uh <laughs> have <laughs> all, all high the like 5.0s and somehow it's like like a black person like accidentally like sneezes in a subway and like all of a sudden he's like a 3.2 rating he's like what what the fuck how did this happen <laughs> right. i'm right. sorry it's allergy season it's not a, you it's okay i'm not contagious <laughs> all right fine 3.7 shut up <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <laughs> but um oh man, i thought wild. you were gonna mention i thought you were gonna mention that uh there were like why i don't remember how you exactly say it phones that are chinese phones that are apparently really good but they're um they're uh banned from america because because pe- i believe there's some fear about tracking software within the phone that uh that they okay. uh, use for the- whatever they're the really way.
0: popular in the czech republic actually you see ads form all over the place here i have a couple friends here who have um H- 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 who who or however you say that yeah i've name i've phone. heard they're good i've heard they're good yeah they seem they you know what's funny though is speaking of cell phones is um a lot a lot of czech people i think have um have kind of this interesting attitude towards iPhones, which I understand because they're they're expensive. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like they have a weird status here. Like, people here either really love them or hate them. I guess it's kind of like that in the states, though, too, isn't it? With smartphones, with, with iPhones. Oh, iPhones. I mean, yeah, people. I'm not a phone
1: person. I have an iPhone, and I've had mostly iPhones. I've had a couple Samsung Galaxies back in the day. Um, I'm not really a phone person, so I, I just like the iPhones cause of, mostly cause of the simplicity and cause I like the blue when I'm texting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 but, um, Please. but, uh, yeah, people, people, I mean, I, I get it though. Cause people have their, like, it's just people are fan, fan people about their own thing. Like I'm a car nerd. Granted, I don't really care what people get, so I, I'm I. But yeah, I just I understand that mentality though to be like, oh no, the iPhone sucks. Where it's like, all right, it might not be the best, and I maybe you could uh, objectively show me why it's not the best. But saying it sucks, it's like, all right, re- relax. If it was, if it sucked, would it be one of the most popular phones in the world? Right. <clears throat> so uh, I do think some of that. I mean, do people do take that stuff to? Also, I only I never talk about this in my personal life because I, uh, I was about to say, because I talk about interesting shit, but the reality is I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> I was at work today, and I said, <laughs> and uh, peop- uh, my coworker came in after me, and she said good morning, and I literally was like, I, hold on. I was really like, <coughs> good morning. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, that's literally the first time I've spoken today.
0: <laughs> that's funny, because my day couldn't be more opposite. The moment I walk into my office... It's good morning to usually three or four of my colleagues if they're already in the office. Mm-hmm. If I see any students, it's always hello. Um, it's it's I think it's very common here in the Czech Republic. You just you greet everybody. I you know if I see a student three or four times a day, I'm saying hello to them four or five times a day. Yeah, which is fine. It's actually kind of nice, but like I've noticed this week, I don't know if it's the weather has changed a lot here in Komutov. And I'm starting to get like a scratchy throat, so I've been drinking a lot of tea. I hope it's not a cold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock on some wood and, and yeah. make sure it's not. We but. can't
1: afford that. We uh, <laughs> we're on a, a tight train of pumping out podcasts. We can't have a week that's squirted. true. That's uh, true. You're a, you're our introducer. You're the first thing people hear when they come to the Untranslatable Podcast. You're like hello welcome (laughs) i'll just have to
0: pre-record a bunch of intros (laughs) if i think my voice i'll just do it all through
1: uh through drops i'll go back through it and just do all through drops (laughs) yes that'd be great (laughs) i want
0: to i want to bafu safu drop (laughs) of course of course oh yeah that's right (laughs) also i've been scrolling through instagram and i've been seeing a lot of brushy one string Really on your uh, personal Instagram because I haven't yeah. seen Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, on my personal Instagram, and uh, it starting to makes get some buzz. The podcast. I think I think he seems like he's fairly popular. Okay, okay. Because um, I, I know he's already known, but I didn't know how popular he was. Right. Also, for all of our listeners out there, take a look at our YouTube channel. We have all of our songs on the pod mm-hmm. on a playlist. And I've been thinking, Jared, I wanted to actually ask you what your opinion would be on this. No. I, no. I think... <laughs> bad idea. I hate it. <laughs> I, I think it might be cool to make a couple like playlists of songs in like specific languages. Like a German language like uh, music like playlist. Out, you mean split out our own songs of the pod or take other songs? J- take just songs we like oh, okay. um in german, spanish, whatever and uh, i think that might be kind of cool, you know, because obviously with our podcast we want uh we are hoping to become polyglots. We're hoping to help our listeners also um learn new words in other languages and learn new things about other cultures and i feel like music is such a great way to do that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. We are definitely strong strong proponents of um Music being a a uh, uh, vehicle with which one can learn languages, and I think that's a good idea. So even though you're giving us both more work, I think it's a
0: good idea. <laughs> you 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 have the you have the proof here. I will uh, I will spearhead this bad boy. Okay. All right. Then I love it. This I love this idea. <laughs> <laughs> now I just actually where I think might be kind of cool is um is to also ask uh you know the Ta-da-da. people. On our Instagram and also our Facebook page, um, what music they like in specific languages. It'd be cool to get some some audience feedback on um, what music they like. So I'll, yeah. I'll post a couple things. Yeah. If you could put out something a on crowd Twitter, funded, that'd Yeah, I,
1: I could do that. A crowdfunded uh, uh, playlist of songs from all around the world. I think that's a beautiful idea. And um, I would listen to it. There, I, I said it. I would listen to it, and not only because it's made by us and I know it's gonna be good. Granted, um, I'm gonna say let's keep the uh, acapella to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll try. I'll try my best. You know,
0: you know, I love my acapella. But yeah, yeah, that sounds good though. A playlist by the people for the people. Oh you know? yes,
1: Fi- for the people, by the people. All right, I'm trying I'm trying to do a fubu out of this, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make it work. For the people by the people. FTP
0: BTP. <laughs> Fuck Gaga, that. <laughs> Gaga to uh, put a hashtag on that bad boy.
1: FTP FTB It's not as good as fubu. I'll say that. <laughs> right. What does fubu stand for again? For us by us. For us by us. Yeah. You know who us is?
0: No, take a guess. Who's us? I'm. I don't know. Uh, well, is it is it racist if I say that isn't Fubu like wasn't it started by, um, Russell Simmons? I, I don't know who wasn't started by that guy from Shark Tank. Was it? I thought. Yeah, I thought it was started. I, I thought it was started Shark by Tank. a black guy. Am I right? <laughs> I thought it was started by a black yeah. guy.
1: It was started by a black guy uh it start you are you racist no you're not racist <laughs> to state of fact. It's
0: owned by a fact i'm assuming that's what the us from, is, uh, right
1: it's owned by a guy from uh yes he, it's owned by a uh, a guy that's on shark tank yes his name's Damon John um let's see maybe uh maybe it is also maybe it's co-owned by or maybe he doesn't maybe he owns it now i don't know and i don't really feel like doing this much research No one from says, says he's the CEO. Yeah. Russell Simmons doesn't own shit. Russell Simmons has nothing to do with this. Also. Russell Simmons is a rapist. Is that the right one? Is that the right one? Russell Simmons. Let me make sure I got the right guy.
0: Um, I'm not so sure. I thought Russell Simmons was, um, like the, like the, yeah. Russell. Really? Is he? Yeah. Really? He's a rapist. Uh, uh, well, let me make sure now
1: because I'm I'm making some bold claims. Those are I, some
0: really bold. Claims I'm on his I'm say. on
1: his Wikipedia, and I'm just gonna start by saying before I even get to it, there's a section 6.2 Accusers, 6.2-1 Sexual Harassment or Assault, oh, Sexual yep. 2.2 okay.
0: Rape. I see it. Okay. And if I'm not
1: mistaken, he currently oh, is living in like some place in like the Philippines or someone somewhere or Thailand somewhere over there. Where there is no extradition. He just chose it based on that, uh, I assume.
0: Really? I didn't know that. Okay.
1: Women who have said they have been raped by uh, Simmons include. There are five of them. And there are... Uh, yep. I'm on the Wikipedia page, too. Seven that say he's sexually assaulted or harassed them. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, I did not th- know th- that was a bold okay. but true
0: claim. Glad you could back that up with some truth. Yeah. That Although it really took uh, off
1: some of the heat of it if we have to then go and research it. And I can't just blast it out there. Right. Uh, but I guess that's probably a good thing to verify. If I'm just going to throw that out there. It is a bold claim. <laughs> Even though <laughs> right. i was like, all right, Jared, all right, relax. You're a little too excited right now. I know you're right. flustered, but you can't use that when uh,
0: Russell's lawyers are coming after you. <laughs> uh, that's true. <clears throat> I don't know if the untranslatable has the funds to get lawyered up to uh, fight those lawyers. No,
1: I might have to, uh, I might have to uh, hawk off my, um, my untranslatable Rolex for a very good lawyer. For the best, right. I, for that lawyer, for Michael Jackson's lawyer or something. Johnny Cochran, I believe that was. Right. Oh, man, this is Most taking a weird definitely. turn. A weird <laughs> turn. Well, but I do like life, your idea Jared. of the YouTube playlist. And also, if you mm-hmm. guys would like, once again, I haven't done it yet. But I will figure out how to make this freaking playlist video on uh, the cheapest possible way while it still looks good. Uh, However, you can still uh, listen to our uh, episodes on YouTube if you prefer it that way. All of our episodes, not all of them, there are like three that aren't there. Most of our episodes are uh, on YouTube and uh, you can listen to them there. And it's the same crystal clear quality that you get everywhere. You know, dude, I, yes, I still sir. miss I still miss uh, recording for my sister's place. It was like some sort of uh cornucopia of... Uh, it was perfect. Right. Uh, it's not off of a Main Street one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not big and empty like my room is. I'm actually... Uh, I meant to tell you this off the podcast, but I didn't expect to have uh, an hours long of difficulties. I'm really... I think I'm going to consider starting to record from a closet. See if I could step this puppy (laughs) up. You you laugh, but I'm serious.
0: I I believe you. Uh, I'm sure. Speaking of audio quality,
1: by the way, didn't you have your ears melted off uh, recently?
0: Oh my God! How did I forget to mention this? Yes, I did. Yesterday, actually, um, I was in Prague with one of my colleagues from school, and we saw Buddy Guy at the um, Lucerna. um, It's well. It's not really a cafe. They, on the ticket, it says cafe, but it also says the, the big concert hall or velky sal in Czech. And uh, we had standing room tickets, which I'm going to be honest with you. Um, if I would have known how crowded it would have been and also the layout of the theater or the concert hall, I would have paid the extra money and gotten seats. Um, Where were the standing room spots? So it was kind of strange. So you had, you had your typical kind of row of seats, right stage center, you know, directly in front of the stage. Then way behind that, you had the first part of staining room and then the staining room went all the way around. It was kind of like an old opera house. So you had like not only the front, like the center of the stage, but also all the sides and it made like a U shape. Around the stage. And so we stood stage left and occasionally we could get a glimpse of Buddy Guy. But the problem was is and and honestly, fuck these guys. We had a bunch of like (laughs) tall dudes just right in the very front. And it's like, dude, if you're like over six feet, I'm like five eight, maybe five nine on a really damn good day. And like, why can't you just let me stand in front of you? Like you could easily still see over me.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not a problem. You'll
1: even let him use your head as a uh, resting spot for his beer,
0: right? Exactly. Exactly. Politely. So, so yeah, no, so that, yeah. That, that,
1: that's shitty for sure.
0: But otherwise, I mean, the concept was great. you give a group spot
1: for someone smaller than you? Granted, that would be a child at that point. Uh, well, and I can make the, that joke because I'm the same size as you. There <laughs> was, there was
0: actually, there was actually, a, um, a, I believe, an older brother and his little sister. She looked like she was probably eight or nine. She was really short. Yeah, but did she get?
1: she give a shit about Buddy Guy?
0: Well, we—he uh, put her up on her on his shoulders. Oh, yeah. And then so she was good, okay. and he was actually pretty tall. He was, I would guess, about six feet. Okay. So, uh, but it's funny. My colleague from school and I were also about the same height, and we both were on our tiptoes most of the night, trying to get it's catch cat a glimpse workout. of him. Yep. Well, and we stood there. There was an opening band as well. I forget the name of the band now, um, but they we stood for like almost three, four hours. I think about three and a half hours. Ooh, okay. So I was it's feeling it by, yeah. by the end of the concert for sure. So um, you couldn't
1: see them well.
0: Yeah, not great. I, like I, I don't have any well. good pictures. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the well, audio that's okay. quality Concert pictures usually suck anyway. That's true. Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, that's not. That's okay. But it was great, man. He played. He played some of the classics. He played. Uh, he opened with, "Damn right, I got the blues," which is probably one of his most famous songs. Okay. Uh, he played like this really cool medley of a bunch of blues stuff. He started with a John Lee Hooker song called "Boom Boom," um, which is a classic. And he actually got his start in Detroit. Uh, John Lee Hooker did. Then he played. Um, Oh, shoot. He played a B.B. King song. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of it, um, but that was really, really good. He played a bit of Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix. So a bit how, of Voodoo Child how by Jimi Hendrix. How uh, old Buddy Guy? He's Guy being his 70s.
1: So, Oh, I thought he was older than that. So why is it that he's just so... Would, is he considered a legend? Oh, yeah. Uh, why is Without it he's just playing other people's shit?
0: Oh shit, dude! He's 82 years old. That's what I thought. I thought he was in his 82. 80s. 82, damn, dude! Eric Clapton is 73. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. But he guys okay. that's
1: still out there killing it though. He's on the
0: road. Oh, he's not he just was, traveling. I mean, he's in Prague. And you should have seen it, dude. He played, he played some licks with a drumstick on his guitar. Oh, that's cool. And then he wiped his forehead with a towel. And then he was swinging the towel around in a circle, hitting his strings <laughs> and playing like that. Have you ever he's tried a, that before? I have not, but I'm going to. Have now. you seen that before? I've never seen a towel <laughs> trick. I've seen him play before with the drumstick, and I've seen other guitars. Yeah, I've heard the it. drumstick one. I've never heard yeah. the uh, towel one before. So but he, yeah, he's a, he's an entertainer, a performer, a showman. He played behind his head. He played with his teeth. Did he really? Yeah. Oh yeah. We did and not see that uh, the one time we saw him at the oyster fest. That was also just impromptu. I'm sure he plays so many times in Chicago, he probably doesn't pull out all right. the stops in he'd Chicago. Be, he, he'd be busting a hip if he did that. Right. Every but time the other thing that, that gig. he did... Exactly. But the other thing that he did, which I thought was awesome, and I and I saw him do this at the Fox Theater in Detroit when he opened for BB King when I was in high school. I saw them with my dad. And uh, he he always, if it's like a smaller theater and the stage isn't too high up, and you and there are steps from the stage to the, the si- si- seated room. Um, sorry, I can't talk. Um, to the <laughs> seated room, he actually so walked excited. down and was playing, like, you know, right in, in the seated area, and people were, like, taking pictures with him. And uh, there was this one, like, I'm assuming Czech woman. She was, like, dancing. She was loving it. He saw her. He walked up and was playing a solo right next to her. And, like, he, you could the cool thing about music is like, I think you kind of feed off of each other's vibes. You know what right. I mean? Right. And so he well, saw, he saw this woman just grooving to his music. And I think that maybe even like brought his energy up even more, but yeah, he killed it. I mean, his guitar tone is impeccable. Um, he just, he's so good and he knows how to give a good show. What I loved about the concert as well is after the first song he says, "I don't usually say this, but why is this the first time y'all called me?" <laughs> oh, because this, the this first was the time first been time he's played in Prague. Yeah. Ah, okay. And he's been famous for a while. I mean, he's a seven-time Grammy winner.
1: Whoa, really?
0: Yeah. Wow. So, um, how big was this venue? About how many people do you think it was? Oh, that's a great question. I would guess anywhere from, well, with standing room, I don't know, maybe two, three thousand people. Okay. Okay. What was the, um, what was the, how was the
1: clientele looking age wise?
0: It was, it was a lot of people in their 60s and 70s, I would imagine. Okay. Saw a lot of, a lot of dudes in leather jackets, some type of band t shirt and long hair. Oh, like old rockers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Saw a lot of guys with um, like Black Sabbath, ACDC t shirts. I had my Jimi Hendrix t shirt on. That's kind of nice. People coming from all different
1: like, like uh, rock backgrounds that are just like all like coming
0: to respect uh, a legend. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and people loved it. What I'm a little disappointed about, though, is he didn't play an encore. But now that I know he's 82 years old, I guess I don't feel his <laughs> backing. He got into a goddamn plane for eight right. hours.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But one of, one of my favorite songs that he played um, at the concert is called Cognac. Okay. And uh, um, it's it's a great song. I Not think it's familiar. off of his. It's we'll off add it of to his uh, most. Our yeah, English we should. Speaking uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. We could also do a uh like an American playlist. That'd be really cool too. It's a good idea. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he played cognac, and that's off his newest album, "The Blues Is Alive and Well." Okay, he's still which, putting out albums. Yeah, which I, I feel I feel a little worried though because. There weren't a lot of young people at the show, um, so I think the blues is alive and well for, I would <laughs> say, people from the 80s to maybe 80 years old to 60 years old, but there, were, uh, there was a big drop in numbers in terms of people under, I would guess, probably 50 or 60. Um, I saw maybe five people around my age. Would you say um, the blues is dying? I think, sadly, not only is the blues dying, um, I think a lot of rock music is, too. That's just true. Ha- I mean, you just don't see... I don't know of that many rock bands that like a lot of young people, at least in the United States. I can tell you in the Czech Republic, people love rock music. Like Most of my students... A lot of them listen to ACDC, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, but they, those uh, all you're all talking about people that are either dead or in their 70s and 80s. <laughs> right, right. So so I think unless there's a few really good rock bands out there, um, one of them that I can definitely say is fantastic, and they're a newer band, is um, Greta Van Fleet. Have you ever heard of them? I know the name, but that's, that's all. I know I have Greta. I'm going to... Uh... Look, look them up. Um, we'll have to do. We'll have to feature them as a song, song on okay. the pot eventually. They look kind of uh, psychedelic a little bit. Yeah, I would say they're basically oh, a modern from day. Yep, I would. I would say they're a modern day Led Zeppelin. They their singer sounds just like Robert Plant, who is the lead singer from Led Zeppelin. Oh, I think that's An- where I've heard of them from. Uh huh. And another another really good group you should check out is. I believe you and all of our listeners out there I believe they go by Black Rabbit and it's B L A C Rabbit and they were actually um yeah Black Rabbit uh, B-L-A-C, and then like Rabbit and they they are also kind of psychedelic rock but Ooh, these and all black. two guys like that part Yeah and yeah but mm-hmm. here's the thing dude they got famous they went viral for playing the their two brothers I believe Uh, They were playing guitar and bass, and they were singing. Yes, Um, they're they're two brothers, and they were playing uh, Beatles songs. Black,
1: I I said that already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn it, Jared. But yeah, they were playing. They were playing Beatles songs in the subway in New York, and they sound just like the Beatles. I see that picture right there. That when I googled "Black Rabbit," that was the Mm -hmm. first picture that came up. But they are awesome. So check them out. So maybe, maybe I'm being too pessimistic here. Maybe rock music isn't dead. It's just not as mainstream there, as it used to be.
1: Well, yeah, I don't think it's dying because <clears throat> people still want to play. I mean, because, like, people is the, I guess, how would we know? But, like, is people wanting to learn how to play guitars going down? I don't think that's going to go down. So, like, but I, I think rock bands are harder to, um, to sell these days. So I mean, you could probably still have a career as a rock band, but it's harder to sell you, and, and pro- it seems like it's harder to become rich off of that, like it like you could in you know maybe the '90s or or, or before, where right. rock bands that were actually like, the <clears throat> the big celebrities of the time.
0: Right now, it seems like it's more DJs and EDM, you know, electronic and dance too. music. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I love the hip hop that fuses elements of soul funk. Even I rem- rock sometimes. I remember finding out. Um, my dad is a huge uh, Steely
1: Dan fan. Nice. And I remember finding out. I used. I also. And I'm a big Kanye West fan of his earlier music, not of him as a person. But uh, do you know the song Champion? Did you realize? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah. finding out, sitting in the car listening to one of my dad's Steely Dan records, that that's Steely. That's a Steely Dan song. That you were a champion in her. Really, lives. I didn't know. Yeah, that's that. a, yeah, that's a, a Kid okay. Charlemagne by Steely Dan is what that is, and I was in the car. I was like, "This is Kanye West," and he's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I <laughs> yes. always do that to my I always do that to my parents because yes. they hate it when I do that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> this is Kanye West, isn't it? You don't know. There's anything.
0: a there's a um a group I forget their name now, but they did a version of Riders on the Storm by the Doors, and I was playing it for my dad. And I was like, yeah. even though I knew, I knew obviously it was originally by the doors, but I did the same thing just to piss him off. I was like, oh, yeah, this this was written by DJ blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, it wasn't. He got really offended. It was great. Uh, that is fun to do. Good times. Good times. That's for sure. <clears throat> but yeah, the Buddy Guy concert was epic. Oh, um, I, st-
1: I still had mm-hmm. another question about that.
0: Why was he playing other people's shit? Oh, yeah. I think he was playing other people's shit because... It was his first time in Prague. I don't know if he knew that people knew a lot of his stuff. Okay. It was also a pretty condensed set. I mean, he played for maybe, I don't know, 60 to 80 minutes, probably maximum. How long was the opener? The opener was about 30, 20, 30 minutes. Okay. Somewhere tight, around there. Tight show. Uh-huh. And the openers played Crossroads. Um, which was uh, by which Bone Thugs and Harmony? By... <laughs> no, <laughs> God <damn> it, Jerry <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. No, um, bone, or, bone, do, bone, bone. Do you do you know who uh, who originally wrote Crossroads? Uh, I do not. Robert Johnson. That's the not famous know that for. <laughs> Yeah. So Robert. Johnson I thought that was Bone wrote... Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> so let, let me give you a quick little blues lesson, oh since it gosh. kind of pertains to Buddy Guy. So. So, Robert Johnson wrote Crossroads, and the Crossroads is supposedly, in blues folklore, that's where Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. Okay. So, he could become this amazing bluesman and guitarist right. and everything. And then, obviously, uh, Robert Johnson was one of Eric Clapton's biggest influences. So, then Cream, which was Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce, and Ginger Baker, they were kind of this like super band, this power trio they did an electric version of crossroads which then became super famous and it's been covered by all sorts of people there's also believe it or not a really good cover by john mayer um that's awesome he can shred some serious blues and john mayer actually has a song with buddy guy i I never really thought much of him until we started listening
1: until you started playing some of this stuff for me
0: you should check out buddy guy and john mayer the song and our listeners out there should also check this out i got like a list right um (laughs) I, I love my music. We both do, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just a part, a part of our lives. But uh, you should check out the song "I've Got Dreams to Remember" by Buddy Guy and John Mayer. It's a great song. I've um, got dreams
1: to you remember. You should have chosen a shorter titled song because
0: uh, this is really stalling. You could probably just do dreams. <laughs> you could probably just type in dreams to remember. It's but too anyways, late. I've already written it all down. There you go. But anyways, I think that's why he played um, he played such a broad set is just to appeal to everybody in the audience. Yeah, I that think makes he sense. knew he could get a, you know, get a get a little, you know, rise out of them by and playing And that's more like, some accepted in the uh, mm-hmm. in the blues and,
1: and rock community anyway. It's not like it and it, it's not like he's claiming it's his stuff.
0: Yeah. Right. No, I feel that. And, like and he and he and he paid homage to all the all the musicians and guitarists you know, he said, "Oh, this is a you know this is a BB, uh, um, uh, BB King song. This is an Eric Clapton song." So yeah, so he also gave credit where credit was due. What's also fascinating though about Buddy Guy, and this will be my last thing because I could talk about him for hours. <laughs> um, he's one of my favorite guitarists. But anyways, what's funny about him though is Jimi Hendrix got really really famous, um, on an international level before Buddy Guy did. But Jimi Hendrix was heavily influenced by Buddy Guy's music. And so what's funny is later on as Buddy Guy became more famous, um, people would say, oh, those are Jimi Hendrix licks. But really, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix took licks that were Buddy Guy's licks and were playing them. I laugh, but that's probably rough to k- keep hearing. Uh, like, well, First of I, all, I'm older than him. <laughs> right. Well, I think I think most actual people who know a lot about blues music or guitar... Would know. would know yeah yeah but i mean i'm sure
1: i'm still sure that uh, like i mean most of the people that are listening to them or um are, are probably not like uh i would just imagine just numbers wise speaking most of the people that are hearing this stuff are not hardcore nerds on that stuff like you are true because I mean, as that, you said that's before that's, blues that's is very dying true.
0: <laughs> right well i hope it doesn't i'm, I'm trying to keep it alive that's yeah for keep sure. it alive keep it alive But yeah, speaking of guitar and music, um, I'd like to move on and give uh, a shout out. I found this really interesting article by the Boston Globe, and this was just too good for me not to share with you and with our listeners. The headline is, this guy plays guitar during his morning walk to work. So shout out to this gentleman named Peter Wolf. (laughs) He has almost a mile walk to work, which is about a 20 minute trek, and Usually, if the weather permits, he will. Um, he'll be walking to work with his Fender Stratocaster, and headphones in. Oh my God, jamming out all the way to work. Doing that? Not until now. But if the weather
1: permits, I might do that. That level of that's probably that's got to be a great like exercise. And what I would do is even if you just do like like as you're going and you're just like playing chords or something like that or like chord progressions as you go. Mm That's got to be a great thing for like great mind uh, and like hand exercise and brain
0: exercise. It's believe it or not, it's not easy to walk and oh, play I'd believe guitar. I believe it. Yeah, it's really it's really not. You got to kind of train your body to do both. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it seems unnatural. But apparently he's been doing this since college, which I think is awesome. And if you think about it, like if you have a 20 minute walk every day and and if the weather permits and you can play your guitar and you feel that adds also, up, by the way,
1: I think that's an important. I feel like there's a lot of areas because I think about people, some areas I, I uh, go around here where it's like, I don't know if I'd recommend you do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you might be able to theoretically, but. I would I would leave the
0: guitar at home. <laughs> right. Right. Oh definitely. What's also cool though is they make a lot of guitars now that are, are made out of, you know, carbon fiber. So, so it's in a theory <laughs> Well that too. I wasn't even thinking about that but you but you're totally right. Um, but also it can withstand cold temperatures and rain. That's where I was going with that. Oh, so, so like,
1: like the wood won't be affected
0: right because there's or no the wood, wood would
1: be affected excuse me
0: exactly exactly but yeah so i think that's awesome so shout out to you mr wolf yeah For jamming out on your walk to work i want to hear some actual things that mr wolf has played i bet you mr wolf's got some skills i'm sure he's got some chops i would imagine it's so. not easy doing that right definitely well my last shout out is kind of a long one um but our episode is about um, elections. And this midterm in the United States has been very historic. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of firsts um, during this election. So I'd just like to read a list. It's a little long, and I'm going to post this on our Facebook page. So when this episode I'm glad drops, our, our listeners can. You're I'm good. A throat malfunction. Am, am <laughs> I getting you sick across
1: the uh, computer screen <clears throat> here? I'm glad it's long, though, because this is like a we're, you're about to list
0: milestones. Yeah. So, so here we go. Uh, the so the a the list of 20 historic firsts from the 2018 midterms. Number one, Ayanna Pressley became Massachusetts' first black congresswoman. So shout out to you. Sylvia Garcia and Veronica Escobar became Texas's first Latinx congresswomen. Which I think is really remarkable considering the amount of Latinx populations in Texas. I know, and that's these are crazy. First, in Texas? Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be, I don't know the numbers, but it's got to be at least one third, if not more. Well, I wonder if, you know, sometimes the devil's in the details here, and I wonder because it's Congresswomen. I bet you there have oh. probably been some Latinx congressmen Right, yeah. In in Texas. Okay. Good Next, Jared Polis became America's first openly gay governor in Colorado. And I don't shout know out if to the Jareds. Right? Shout out to race. Jared's. Yep, that's right. Uh, we love all of our Jareds in the yes. world. Um except for Jared from Subway. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But yeah. Um, but yeah, so he what's funny though about this is Colorado is the state where the baker had the lawsuit about not wanting to bake a cake for a gay couple. And now his governor is gay. (laughs) So I think that's awesome. Um, Yeah, that's great. great. Uh, And then, of course, I'm sure you've heard this name before, Jared. Alexandria um, um, Ocasio-Cortez became the youngest woman ever elected to Congress. I believe she's 29. Wow. What was mm-hmm. she just elected to before, like some sort of local? Because she was. I believe there was some, so. Yeah. Okay. It was something local. Because yeah, I yeah.
1: remember she, there was some. There was a big deal that she just got elected to that. But yeah. Oh, sorry. Shout out to. Uh, shout out to her. That is awesome. Okay. Oh, we need more young people in there. I'm, we do. It's. I mean, because that's the thing about. Um, about the house is that there's no like you can be on it forever. Right, and, and
0: we have some old fogies. In yeah, our,
1: and it's and it's just be, and it's because especially during midterms it's mostly only old fogies voting and right. we'll get to, to that more later cuz i have some numbers exactly. on that but like yeah oh, we, we need it's it's impressive just to see someone that young getting in there in
0: general cuz that means young people are voting more right also though do you know what a congress congressman or congresswoman makes i believe it's 120 170,000 damn so living. we need to run for congress bro it's good living I think I yeah. have too many podcasts for that. I, Pro- I've <laughs> <the> pre- probably. <laughs> I've probably.
1: Too much evidence of the terrible things we're willing to say.
0: That is true. Good point.
1: <laughs> they don't allow Any- those sort of Reddit M- AMAs uh, <laughs> right. during uh, press conferences.
0: Or or maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe we'll change yeah. the face of politics. Yeah, young Anyways, it up a little bit. Right. Anyways, we still have quite a few to go. So we also have, and I apologize if I butcher their names, we have Rashida... Slaib and ilhan omar became the first muslim women elected to congress so congratulations to you two i think we need more accurate representation of our country in congress so i think this is great yeah i Um, mean
1: sometimes you have to i mean one we force yourself in but also like slap it in ignorant people's faces and, and um
0: and be like, hey, and, and, yeah, that's essentially all I want to say. Absolutely, okay, <laughs> good. You guys too. And then Sharice Davids and uh, Deb, um, oh, what Holland. state were they in? I, I, what state were they in? It doesn't say. Okay, it does not say. Unfortunately, <clears throat> this is just like a list of the the you know exciting new groundbreaking things from these midterms. I got you. Um, so Sharice Davids and Deb um, Holland mm-hmm. became the first Native American women elected to Congress. <laughs> Which is
1: also seems, I mean, it's that seems almost laughable, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: 2018. Well, first once Native again, Americans. maybe there have been men, but probably not women. Still, first Native American woman uh, in America. That yeah, seems shame. laughable. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. And then Marsha Blackburn became the first woman senator from Tennessee. <laughs> Joe... I want to say Naguzi Naguze was the first black congressperson elected by Colorado. Man. Michelle. Colorado's out here doing work also. Yep. They've already got a Oh, couple. definitely. Definitely. Michelle um, Lujan Grisham became the first Latinx governor of New Mexico. Chris Pappas became the first openly gay congressperson elected by New Hampshire. Latina New Hampshire's James- a weird James.
1: Yeah, New Hampshire's got a is. I always thought they, they they always they they always get like this like they're in that sort of like granola belt of states up there. Mm-hmm. Right. But they also get like this weird um like a sort of freedom connotation to them cuz they don't have like sales tax and uh Right. Anyway, sorry, it's, it's different.
0: <laughs> You're good. Latita James right. became the first black woman attorney general of New York. That's great. Also, um, this
1: is I I need to stop saying this, but this is all ridiculous to me. That, that yeah, that, oh I like agree. Like in New York, you. it's
0: like really right. A lot of these should have happened a long time ago. I agree. Right. Um, and then um, I believe it's Johanna Hayes became the first Black woman elected to Congress by Connecticut. Then I actually have a quote from this gentleman for our podcast today, but Keith Ellison became Minnesota's first Who Muslim that? statewide <laughs> official. By winning attorney general, and he's also from Detroit, so double shout out to you. Keith. I need to somehow
1: put the soundboard work on my resume. This is right? my best work right now. That's right.
0: <laughs> and then this is pretty cool. This is pretty crazy. Nineteen-year-old um, Kalen Haywood was elected to Wisconsin State Assembly, becoming the youngest legislator in the U.S. Oh, that's dope. I like. Yeah, the, I nineteen like years ones. old. That's. I didn't hear that that's part. That's said 19? 19. 19 Whoa. years old. How do you yeah, even become wild. a lawyer at 19? It's not a lawyer. What did you a, say I mean, it was? W- Wisconsin State Assembly. Youngest oh. legislator. Oh. Legislator, oh, not lawyer. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard like, wait, how how old do you have to be to do this? I guess it's 18 is probably the answer. I w- yeah, I would think so, yeah. That's uh, crazy. And- Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Okay, number 15. Angie Craig became the first lesbian mother in Congress after winning Minnesota's 2nd District. So shout out to all of our LGBTQ people in government. We want your voices to be heard as well. Janet Mills became Maine's first female governor. Shout out out to you, Janet. I don't know what's going on up there. Right. Christy Noem became South Dakota's first female governor. Young Kim is the first Korean-American woman elected to Congress. Lauren Underwood is the first black woman to win Illinois' 14th district. And number 20, our last milestone of this midterm election, Abby Finkenauer and Cindy Axne became the first women sent to the House of Representatives. Nice.
1: That's great. And um I, I I that's a list that I don't mind being along. That was that was a good list. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh it's uh, you know, I I, I don't want to downplay the other stuff, but I do I, I, I especially love to hear the like the young people stuff. Mm-hmm. That that gets me excited. 'Cause that that really just cause it makes me think that you need young people to vote that pe- person in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> man i i do you think you'd have like the uh self-control to be on some sort of
0: uh political uh, position i think so maybe yeah maybe okay i also i also think within our lifetime i would say within the next 10 to 15 years what will be considered politically acceptable will be different you know um like, I don't think people would care if you had a podcast and you dropped some F bombs occasionally, you know? Right. Um, I don't for know. Example, I mean, if you want, yeah, go ahead. For example, we have
1: a uh, new Supreme Court justice that always talked about how much he liked beer and used to play <laughs> weird games. Speaking of beer.
0: <laughs> nice. I like that transition.
1: It's time for uh, the next Beer of the Pod review. And this one is uh, the fourth in our Tonewood series, and it is a Tonewood revolution. By the way, Tonewood Brewing in Oak Lynn or Oak Line, New Jersey, which is, I looked it up uh, on Google the other day. It's only like 15 Mm -hmm. minutes away from me, which I guess makes sense because I did hang out with my buddy who was in town. And uh, so this is a porter, which Usually means it has some sort It's it's dark, it's a very dark beer. and usually means it has some sort of either, say, chocolatey or, um, shall I say, coffee undertones. And I'm going to be honest with you, I am usually not a huge Porter fan. But I'll, so far, I like what, to, what Tonewood's doing. I'm on board. Um, and I'm willing to give it a try. The only thing that I'll say is this. Porters are good, but it's whenever I'm drinking a porter, it's like this is. It almost seems like a special occasion I didn't ask for. That seems like the best way I could explain it. Okay. I'm never like just throwing back porters, but someone's too like, "Too heavy." <clears throat> someone's like, "I'll get you a beer," and it's a porter, and it's like, "Okay, thanks." It's like, oh, yeah, "I mean, it's it's fine," but it's just like I would never really like this would never be one. It definitely never be something I'd buy for home. Because <laughs> as you mm-hmm. said, it's too heavy, and I'm angry if I am if I haven't drank at least four beers every night. That's <laughs> a lie. Please drink responsibly. Um, anyway, so this is a Porter Revolution, tone, uh, excuse me, Tonewood Revolution. It's a Porter, and I'll show you the can. It's a cool-looking can. I'll say that. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, oh wrong way. I like
0: Prophecies. that. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. It's got the little fist, cool colors to it. Yeah, yeah. I got to say,
1: a revolution, I would assume. Right.
0: I, I got to say, man, I've really been a fan of all of their artwork on their cans. Yes. Uh, me too. And I also
1: love with this can that it's also that sort of, you see what I, like that craft brew style where it's the yep. sticker? Mm-hmm. I, I like that sort of low budget style. Let me read to you the little blurb on the back. Life is a celebration. From a quiet hike in, a, in nature to the thrill of a concert with friends every moment is an opportunity to live at tonewood brewing we celebrate everything we can and re-brew beer for life all right that has nothing to do with this actual beer that's just a, they some of them have weird sayings, some of them don't that one has nothing to do with the actual beer um but they say claim this is a cold blue brewed revolution oh here it is brewed in collaboration. With revolution coffee roasters. There we go. As I was mentioning earlier, ah, porters usually have some sort of chocolatey or coffee mm-hmm. um, base or, or flavoring in them. Uh, this porter has been dosed with a blend of coffee beans from Malawi and Ethiopia. Cascade and centennial hop hops flirt with subtle coffee characteristics in this balanced American porter. And so I'm going to crack this puppy open, and I'm going to tell you what I think of this um, this uh a Porter right here.
0: Nice, let's do it. I like to always, you know, the three taps for safety. Yeah, I don't blame you. And
1: everyone's favorite uh selfie, which um I'm not gonna say I've been getting a lot of comments that people have liked the selfies, but the pictures of me drinking beers always do seem to do well on Instagram. I'm just saying, you know.
0: I think we actually <laughs> just got a comment on one of them. Hold up. Uh, did we really? I think so. Yeah, hold up. All right. Well, as you do that, I'm as
1: you look at Instagram while we're while I'm trying to pr- conduct a, a podcast.
0: Interesting. No, never mind. Um but yeah, I mean, I I also personally really enjoy your pictures with uh your beer selfies. Oh, thank you. The
1: ladies do too. I've been getting a lot of good comments. Thank you, ladies. Right. <laughs> no one said anything, by the way. <laughs>
0: Shout out to all the non existent ladies uh commenting Jared's beer selfies.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Man, these selfies anyway, so let me get on this porter. Um of course, because it is a what are you reading, by the way? Just tell I'm, me that. I'm, so I'm looking
0: at our Instagram. Can you not what what was the comment that you thought was um It was it was one it was one about, about one of the beer the beer selfies, but yeah. Oh uh, okay. Don't worry, can i you put not my uh,
1: phone away. Uh, we're good. Uh, I, I hate as I did I stick up my phone and take a picture of myself. <laughs> Please, I'm trying to have a conversation with you. Now look at the back of my right. phone.
0: It's okay. I'll have i I'll sip my tea. Okay, that's Kermit a permit style.
1: That is a good picture.
0: You're you're oh nice. You're becoming a pro at this. It,
1: okay, so it does have that coffee taste to it. What uh the thing about the porter set is a little different than all the other ones I've had is it doesn't have, which is almost kind of surprising, because I think this is usually a quality of some porters, but it doesn't have that same sort of smoothness quality that I would give to the other ones. It's not harsh or anything. But, you know, like the wheat beers and sort of those cloudy beers have that. And, and the Dunkel didn't have have this either. It kind of did, but not as much as, say, the IPA-based ones. But um, it's very flavorful. Um I do like that. Um, I think what's different than this, it was different in this porter than some other ones that I would not like as much as the, is the hops are a little bit more pronounced. Now you wouldn't probably wouldn't like this because you're not a huge fan of porters, are you? No, and not And the, the at thing all. that makes this a little bit better to me is that it does seem like I can taste some of the hops there as well. But you you don't like hops,
0: or I'm not or a huge overly hops hoppy guy. overly happy right.
1: beers. And I did not mention, this is also 6.5% by volume. Oh,
0: that'll, that'll get you. A couple of those will bad boys get you. will
1: get you. Um, and so I can read you another little thing. Coffee Porter, our chocolatey, dark, and rich, toasty, and roasty porter with heaps of coffee on the nose and taste, rounded out by earthy herbal hops and subtle notes of oak, figs, currants, and vanilla. Nice. The vanilla kind of makes sense. I can taste that. Currants. I, I couldn't spot that taste if you stuck a currant in my hand and told me it was a currant. Right. Figs. I, 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 the last fig I had was in a Newton. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> and true. And oak. I don't really eat trees, but I the uh, oak the oak part make, kind of makes sense too. I I understand where they're coming from because I do taste like almost like like earthy fruits. So okay. it's not like fruity. I don't want to give that away, but it it has that earthy taste, and I can imagine a fig uh, representing more of an earthy sort of taste than say some of the more like citrusy beers I've had or, in the right. past. Like a, right. yeah, and um, not my favorite, but that is no nothing to do with the beer. That's more just because I'm not a porter person. Right. Um, and I, will continue to drink this one. And to be fair, I've this is not the first one I've had. I've actually, I've drank, uh, I've drinks. <laughs> I, I tried to save them, so like I, I drank them for the first time on the podcast. But I have no self control, and I've been looking at these, po- <laughs> these beers for weeks. So like I just want to taste some of these beers. Right. That's fair. So like I have no problem drinking them, but um, the only it's just not my favorite. Only because porters are never my favorite. But I do think that it has a good taste, and I like the um. That what I th- what I've liked so far about tonewood is that they seem to be very serious about their hops. Mm-hmm. And all their beers, except for maybe the Dunkel, um, seem to take hops very seriously right. And um, this seems like it's no different. And uh, it's it's good. I like it. I, 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 nice. I could I, I could fucks with this once again, it's like a it's like a treat no no one asked for. <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's, it's not always the way i explain it
0: i feel like a porter is also really good depending on the meal you're having yes you know i would I definitely think
1: i always like it after a meal okay that's fair if i were to have one where it's like all right i'm done and it's like i like if i like it's almost a dessert where it's I was like just it's got gonna some say, a little flavor dessert. To it right. right but i'm also not I like I, i'm full but i don't want it like i'm not ready to leave this restaurant or whatever what were you right. about
0: to say i'm sorry i cut you off oh you're good um yeah, there's a really, really good vanilla Java porter that I've had. I think it's either by Atwater Brewery out of Detroit, maybe even Bell's Brewery. I'm not I sure. It might be Bell's. It might be Bell's. But it's good. But I, I think I it's think the same. I'm familiar. Yeah, it's more of a. It's definitely more of a uh, dessert kind of beer. Definitely not a let's chug some beers and chug right. porters. That yeah, would you would not see, would you would not badly. see
1: uh, shotguns similar to the ones on our Instagram uh happening with porters. <laughs> right. That'd be a, it, a the bad porter day seems right like there. a like a tough one to also have with a meal to me. What what do you eat? What what do you what do you eat with a porter?
0: I I I envision myself being like really fancy and having like a prime small cut of steak.
1: Yeah, like a v- like a some... very un um like a un un like a very unmolested piece of steak that's just like just salt and pepper. Yep. and it's like you're out on a campfire or something. Okay, here's uh, I have I typed in eight great food pairings for stouts and porters. Oh, there you go. This is a good one. <laughs> this is also for alcoholics, I guess. Sweet breakfasts. So they sh- they say for example, pancakes or french toast. Oh, like a meal sun- might
0: be good with a porter too. Yes. Ooh, yes, damn. That's a porter, great. My man. Dude,
1: I might have to do that this Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Nice. That's great. That's a good idea. Yes, because yeah, some brown sugar in that oatmeal and then and, and a get some bacon there. T- uh, bacon Ooh, on the side. Yeah. I could, yeah. But French some hickory I'm not a big smoked toast. bacon, maybe. Yes, I'm not a big French toast fan, but I do like the idea of French toast on a porter too. I also, to be honest with you, if I were to drink in the morning, I'm kind of a fan of just coffee with some whiskey in it. There you go. Um. Anyway, oysters. Well, I'm not going to be eating oysters, but um. Me either. As you mentioned, this is probably similar to what you mentioned
0: before, a beef stew. Oh, yeah. Stew would be good. Or yeah. a good Czech goulash. Uh, my Czech listeners are probably going to be cringing because I didn't say a pilsner or with Czech goulash. But <laughs> I feel like depending on the type of sauce for a Czech goulash would be good with a porter. Yeah. Okay. Boiled bacon and cabbage. All right.
1: Well, we're not British or whatever. What is this? Oh, it's Irish. It's Irish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That looks like the food of that looks like that literally looks like the food of people that did not that have never heard of seasonings before. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you you guys had all those slaves, and this is the food you're you're still making. Jesus, they didn't have slaves in Ireland, did they? Oh, sorry. That's right. I was that's that's my You're bad. You were thinking that's of America, bad. weren't you? No, no, no. I was thinking England because at first in my head, I was like, this oh, looks colonizers, like some right, right. But I'm gotcha. sorry, I, I'm sorry, Irish. That's I, I didn't mean to put that <laughs> on you guys. Still, your food looks like trash. Uh, <laughs> uh, grilled meats, as we said, makes sense. Still, I think I'd prefer like a good um, double IPA or a good wheat beer or even a good pilsner with with a, um with uh, grilled meat. I'd say
0: pilsner before I go uh before I'd go wheat beer. I would agree. Honestly, after living in the Czech Republic, I could drink a pilsner with just about anything but I'd probably be happy with it. Pilsner is probably one of the more universal beers. Mm-hmm. Uh strong
1: cheese. That See, that actually sounds great. Like if you're having like a dessert cheese platter, if you don't oh, want you a uh, dessert wine, you get a like a, a good porter. That's when you have your Tonewood. I'll have a, uh, I'll have the cheese platter and a wood revolution, please. Uh, a what? Slow down, uh, Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> a Tonewood revolution. Uh, chocolate cake and dessert. By the way, if you're drinking a beer and eating chocolate cake, you got bigger problems. That's true. <laughs> I don't, I don't care true. what kind of beer it is. No self-respecting adult should be drinking a beer and eating chocolate cake at
0: the same time. <laughs> <laughs> or or I, maybe if you're a baller, you should. I don't know. I
1: think it's more respectable to have beer with breakfast than it is to have a piece of chocolate cake. That's fair. And, and, and How, beer. Wh-
0: what are your thoughts on chocolate cake and maybe coffee and whiskey or coffee okay. and rum?
1: Yeah, I'm on board with that. <laughs> okay. It's okay. just it seems like it almost seems to... In- too much i don't know too indulgent i'll tell you this this article got me back in one scroll they showed me vanilla ice cream now if there's vanilla ice cream on this cake that might be a different story i think i just need something to cut the sweetness like that that aggressiveness of a piece of chocolate cake i love chocolate cake but i think if there are ice creamers there would help cut into that a little bit that's fair and that's all those are some things you can have in quarters so so there you go yeah sorry and once again there's a fire truck did i mention i I missed recording in my sister's place
0: Guess you got to relocate Ugh. to Ann Arbor. No, nah, i got a good closet that I can use in my basement.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, seriously, you'll see. I hope I'm going to be in a closet next time. All right. It's going to sound like I'm in a professional studio
0: that Jay-Z uses. Nice. I don't <laughs> I don't have a lot of choices here at, at my apartment. It's either kitchen, bathroom, bedroom. I've tried the living room. It's just awkward trying to sit on my couch. It's not the right, right. height. Right. But, yeah. And I don't like the way you like spread
1: your legs like that and just point your camera in that spot. That's... Very unprofessional.
0: That's true. We try to keep it as professional as possible here at the Untranslatable <laughs> Podcast. That is for sure. Speaking of well, Untranslatable Podcasts, I think it's about that time. Oh, I think so. I think it is. Anglitsky. <laughs> I know. My finger slipped a little bit. I no, didn't even know you could do At least
1: I learned something.
0: There you go. All right, Jared, um, I have a check one for you. Okay uh to get us started i mean i need to stop saying it but i'm still shocked that you
1: have more of these
0: all right so this is um which literally means to disappear like steam over a boiling pot is it like um oh you were
1: just there a second ago where'd you go like Mm -hmm. i lost you
0: but we have a specific phrase
1: in english Disappeared into the wind? No, that's no one says that in English.
0: No, to vanish into thin air, oh. or to vanish without a trace. Okay, but yeah, you basically got it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. My first one is finish, mm-hmm. and it's titokone. titokone. One of those. Sounds two. Italian. I'm gonna say titokone. Oh yeah, it does.
0: Titokone, and it is literally it means knowledge machine. It's probably Tito Kone because uh, Finnish, oh, yeah. I believe, has the stress on the first stresses. syllable. Mm-hmm. Because in Finnish, I know like Huva Peve means like good day. Tito Kone. So, so that still knowledge sound like knowledge a, machine? Yeah. Is this like a brainiac or a genius? No, no. It's this not. is actually
1: just a, um, a a device. Is it a smartphone? No, it's a computer. Computer.
0: Okay, that would have been my. That's just guess.
1: their word for computer. I like that. Translates directly to knowledge machine. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one.
0: Yeah. That is a very good one. Um, okay, so I have another check one for you, and it is hod toza labu, which means to throw it behind your head. To put it in the past. Yeah, more or less. I would say to like That's to think of the past, to forget about something. To yeah, don't don't let it get to you.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I, I yeah, I need to use that sometimes. Me too. My next one is this, and last one is Lithuanian, mm-hmm. and it's nezuzalotu vidu, and it is literally translated to. Face is unharmed by intellect.
0: Face is unharmed by intellect. Yeah. So are these people who... I mean, I, I would assume them like people who don't... Like that you're not easily intimidated? <laughs> no. No? Can you <laughs> uh-huh. give me one of your world-class examples? Um... um.
1: So, we're going to have a. Um, so, you know, uh, we're going to be talking about voting. And a lot of people say you know, voting was a very serious topic for the midterm election because we uh, have a president in America that a lot of people don't like. A lot of people say that he has a face that is unharmed by intellect. And um, though it makes no sense for, for him to have been voted because his face is uh, unharmed by intellect. Okay, so it's like you don't know how they got there. It's to instantly spot a fool. Oh,
0: I like that. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's like this person obviously, like this person, there's like there's no intellect to confuse, you, like on this person's face to confuse
0: right. you. This person is clearly an idiot. <laughs> I see. That's a good one. Okay. I have one more for you, Jared, and for our listeners out there, and it is German. I think you will know what all these words mean together or, or sorry, separately, but I'm not sure if you know the phrase, the meaning of these together. So the phrase is Hanschus Schneeballwerfer. Glove, um, snowball thrower. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's someone that throws snowballs with the, with their glove on. Mm-hmm. So it's someone that could like dole out a hit, but can't take it back. Like someone that could give it, but can't take it.
0: Um, kind of, I would say this is more someone who, who judges or criticizes from afar.
1: Okay. So it's like, uh, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I wanted to pick this one specifically. It's like comfortably
1: like, th- like lobbying assumptions from, uh, from far away with you. Right. Ex- exactly. Do it like a man. Take your gloves
0: off. Right. <laughs> Get your hands right. cold. Exactly. Uh, and I wanted to pick this one because I thought this would be kind of a great commentary on this. This just made me think of a lot of Americans who criticize our political system yet. Don't go out and vote. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, 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 I mean, that's, that's part of like, a, I, I think America has gotten to the point where the, we're we're kind of proud of, of our people are kind of proud of, of, I mean, not uh, like pr- proud to a unhealthy uh, level of their stances to where they, it, it turns them in, it turns them almost indoctrinated into them and, and you and people like define themselves by them. Um, right. So yeah, voting. Um, voting just happened. Uh, you know, if we were well prepared, we would have had this come out on the Monday before midterm elections, but we thought of it uh, like <laughs> days after the election. Right. However, um, we, we recently had our midterm elections here in the United States, and so that's why we had voting on the mind. It was a very big deal. Um, I'm not going to – at least – I mean, I'm not going to say we. I'm not going to, like, spend the time to explain how our entire governmental system works. It's going to take too long. But essentially, we have elections every two years. Every four years is um, – presidential and also on there is uh, is uh senator or excuse me house of representatives and then there's other local stuff mm-hmm. and then um every every two years is uh house of representatives and senators if it's it, sometimes it's senators i guess depending on the year and local stuff as well exactly and um so, uh just on an on a national kind of the a- national average over over many different um, many different years of elections, it tends to be that about sixty percent of eligible voters vote during a presidential year, and forty percent vote during midterm elections. Which, right. to a lot of countries around the world, hearing forty percent vote sounds ridiculous. Right. Well, well like, I, I mean, it's unheard of to the
0: point to. I mean, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I think one of the reasons is that. Um, Voting is kind of a difficult and complicated process in the United States. I think that is for specific reasons. I think some of the people in power do not want um, everyday Americans to have an easy um, access to their vote because I think they're afraid that they will lose power. Um, So there have been all sorts, especially during this midterm, there have been all sorts of different stories about, um, you know, how difficult. Um, the conditions were for voting. Apparently, some places, too, they had ballot boxes that were, like, locked up and were never delivered. Um, all sorts of stuff that, that is a big There's problem. There's a lot of stuff. That's, mm-hmm. That
1: stuff that you just mentioned is called voter
0: suppression. Mm-hmm. And that
1: is these tacti- tactics that people put on to try to, like, they, they, they'll make up lies to say that, oh, you need this sort of identification to vote here. Or oh, you need this. Where really, all you need is just a license. And then also, there's things that have been going on. I mean, that's been going on forever as well. But then also, gerrymandering, that's a huge one. Oh, it's a big issue. Where you could strategically uh, make your own, like, um, you strategically redistrict areas to to strategically um, get the right, of, like, all the voter like, to get the voters, your constituents, essentially. So right. sometimes these gerrymandered just districts will have, like, just random streets in them. They're so specific, where it's like, these like a circle with these little sh- offshoots, where it's like, oh, but we need this tiny little house, like just to get specific houses.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And thankfully, in Michigan, there's actually a um, proposal um, against gerrymandering, which passed. So that's really good. That's great. Um, so yeah, gerrymandering is a big issue. Um, I actually thought it was illegal, but well, it is, but. But the
1: process of redistricting is not uh, unheard of process. That's so true. So it's I think I think it's kind of tough to prove that what you're doing is it, it's hard hard tough to prove and one it's tough to also litigate, but the the concept of redistrict of of, of dis of redistricting is I don't think that's theoretically not a thing to do, but just to the level with which it's done, and how it's done is is where the uh, problem lies. Right. So, Chad, I've voted um, in Philadelphia twice, once for the presidential election two years ago, and then just the other day for this midterm election. I have never gotten a sticker. Really? I've gotten a sticker every time. Yeah. Last time, uh, well, the first time during the presidential one, they said they were they were out, which was weird, because I, I went there at, like, 2 o'clock. It's like, Really? And then, the, and then just the other day, I went to like six, and then they never even brought it up. Like, I wasn't even mentioned. Right. And I didn't even think to ask for it. It didn't even cross my mind until I was like walking back home. I was like, oh, I didn't get a sticker. Did you really vote if you didn't get a sticker? I don't know. I mean, I'm really losing my standing on social media. People That's are hitting true. me up. It's like, Jared, come on. It's time to, uh, <laughs> time to pay right. up. So let's, I'm gonna exp- let's explain some different ways one can vote in the United States. It's a great idea. I'm only familiar with a couple. So one of them is what – I'll explain what I did. Essentially what it was was it's a board that has – it's essentially like a big box, and this is all all in one machine. So it's a big box, and within this box is a sort of siphoned-off area so people can't see your shit. And on the box is a – what looks like a – well, I think it is actually just a piece of paper. But behind the piece – and on the piece of paper it shows – there's a column for Democrat, column for – Republican, column four, independent, or whatever. And uh, what you can do is you can either click a button where it'll just go straight down the line, uh, which is just to vote all for the same party, or you can do, or you can specifically pick and choose. And then once you do, and how it's doing it is, all it is is there are specific holes in this pieces of paper where the lights, where there are lights that show up where your selection is, and they're literally it's like buttons on this giant thing that are very tactile buttons. But it's weird because you can't see them because it's on like this piece of paper board thing. And then at the very bottom of the, um, of the, uh, oh, and there's an area on the other side where they have the the local stuff where it's like, one the one I had to vote for was whether or not they wanted to borrow like $180 million for something. And then at the very bottom, there's this big green button that says vote. And there's almost like this, obvious yet subtle sound slash light thing that happens in there i don't really know how to explain it because it happens quickly but it's very clear that you've pressed the button and then you uh go about your way and you uh take a picture of your sticker and then what you do is you put on a good filter and then you (laughs) strategically place it somewhere on your body whether it's over one of your glasses frames on your forehead you have it Say, if you live in D.C., you could have it with a nice picture of the Capitol behind you. And you raise up uh, a couple steps in the social ladder. That's true. And that's how you vote in America. In, in, in Michigan,
0: it's a little different where I vote. Okay. So it's it's still uh, like a paper. You have to like fill in the circles. I feel like I'm back in high school doing a Scantron test. With, making with sure a I get all the paper? answers with right. Of, with a pencil, I mean? Pen. Oh,
1: okay, it's yeah. There's no writing happening with mine. Okay, yeah. So mine, it's a piece of paper
0: and a pen. Why are there different a systems within the United States? So uh, go ahead. I think I different. I think different states just have different systems. I would. That would be. I think the easy explanation. I guess this is interesting that there's not like a ubiquitous. Sorry, go. I still want to hear should, this. I agree with you. It should be the same. It should be consistent throughout the entire. Especially, well. Maybe, maybe for federal elections, but maybe for local and, and state elections, you yeah, you could can have do your different, do your right. own thing. Yeah, right. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so it's a it's a slip of paper, and then you slip it into this machine that kind of looks like almost like a printer, a printer or a copy oh, it's like machine. a scantron. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then does it like is there a way for you
1: to confirm it before, when you stick it into that thing? I or mean, is that th- it?
0: You just stick it into the thing, and you go home. Interesting.
1: Okay. Yep. yep. And then there are some states. Like for example, Washington, I believe, is one of them, um, where they only do it by mail. So you, you you send in your ballot, some. And I don't know how what the ballot looks like because I obviously never lived live in a state where you've done that. Right. But you can also do it that way. And then also for someone like you, who lives in the Czech Republic, you are still allowed to vote. You mm-hmm. can get an absentee, absentee ballot sent ballot. to you. Correct. And I've never absenteed either, so I don't know what that looks like. But uh. Um, it's essentially you just send it in on a piece of paper. Yep. And even though Chad is not currently in America, he's still a citizen and he's still allowed
0: to vote. That's right. And also, if you are a uh, senior citizen, both my parents are, are older and they sent in absentee ballots as well. Oh,
1: if oh they allow it over a certain mm-hmm. age? Yeah.
0: In Michigan, at least. I think maybe okay. in every state Yeah, there state are different, different rules in
1: different states. Uh, so to, can I give one more before yeah, you say that? Absolutely. I have one more late... Uh, shout out of the pod that I want to give mm-hmm. Go for it And this is to the American people Because voter turnout on Tuesday Was um, was uh, At a record level Not record ever But it's higher than it's been um, Damn I don't have the number But anyway um, its It was 47% of, uh, uh, of eligible voters Voted in this midterm election Sad that that is Um
0: a record so turnout. Uh,
1: that, that, that that's a uh, you know a relatively recent record turnout but also um, good that that people are are actually activated by
0: by whatever whatever it is you're activated by good on you right. what were you about to say um i was just going to say one of the big issues we have in the united states is the complexity of the different laws and rules in different states to be eligible to vote um the fact that I've heard that some states actually are legally required to give you two hours off of work, paid leave to go vote. I don't I've know never which heard that states, before. but apparently some states do that. I personally think it should be a national holiday or it should be on a Sunday where everybody can easily go vote. Um, but once again, I think some of the people in power do not want everyone's voice to be heard. I wrote down a list
1: of ways we can make voting easier. Oh nice! I'm it's gonna. Here. I have a couple things. I'm gonna. Uh, ri- I'm gonna run through them. Um, well, here's the deal. Chad uh wanted me to keep running and keep it going smoothly, but I specifically told him that I had a list of things. Um, oh hey Chad, can you are you back? hmm Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I was shitting on you. while you While you took off your headphones? Getting get my juice. Because I was say I was saying that uh, Chad told me to keep going, but I'm about to run through this list. Of ways to make voting easier, so I kind of want you to respond. To That's that. fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, so make voting a day a national holiday, which you said. I guess I could have said that one while you in that time. Um, change the voting day. It doesn't have to be a Tuesday. If you don't want to make it a national holiday and don't want to give the day off, then change it to a Saturday or Sunday. Do uh, know why probably... it's a Tuesday? Uh, I believe it went back to when you had to use be on horses, and, yep, the, and the, that's correct. Didn't I tell you that?
0: You did. So I hope you uh, were oh, right. okay, because <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you're telling me that, like, uh, like you're teaching me something new. Uh, um, uh, so change the voting day to a Saturday. I bet you they wouldn't do Sundays just because um, we have, like, even though we claim we're not, we're so run by religion here that I don't think Sunday would fly. Uh, allow everyone to send in votes, mm-hmm. or Figure out a way to do voting online. We do complex banking online with millions of dollars on a daily, consistent basis. Um, and and that's generally secure. Do you know what country does their voting online? I believe I do. It's all, If I'm not mistaken, I believe it's also a country that has compulsory voting. M-
0: maybe. Australia? No. Okay. It's the country that has free Wi-Fi everywhere. Estonia. Yes, sir.
1: I mean, that makes sense. They, yeah. I mean, they, we offer you this. Um, it, it, it's just like how, how like it must be able to figure out like if b- banking um, it, it can do it and that involves all your money that you're so concerned about.
0: Right. Oh, you could you could definitely do voting online, I think. Um, but but I think the problem with I got that... my driver's
1: license online or, and then I just had to go in and get a picture taken. Right, but I think the problem with
0: voting online
1: is there's that a lot of countries that offer it. Though I'll run through it. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go, but um, the, I'm listening.
0: The problem with voting online is, you know, not everyone has internet access and a computer or a smartphone where they can vote online in the United States. You know, there are a but lot of libraries
1: can offer that. Libraries that's have also true. Good point. And I I think there could be a way where you'd say, uh, we uh, like yeah. We don't want to assume that everyone just has access to internet, uh, uh, whether it's a computer, smartphone, whatever it is. However, all the libraries um, – like, like we, we can also tell you where your local library is, and they will um, allow you to use their computers for free, and uh, you can vote there. And I think that that would be an uh, easy thing to do because libraries are already run by the government and already free. Right. Um, so, by uh, Brazil uh, does voting online. Um, since 2000, all Brazilian voters are able to use the electronic ballot boxes to choose their candidates. In 2010 presidential election, which uh, more than 135 million voters, uh, the result was defined 75 minutes after ending the voting. The electronic box ballot is made up of two micro... Wait, what the fuck is... Um, <clears throat> All right, I don't I don't know if that's a box. That, now I don't um cuz now they call it like India, they also have electronic voting machines. But I think they're saying that those machines are run through internet. All right, forget it. But yeah, I think voting yeah. online. This is about me. This is not about other countries anymore. This is my <laughs> list. And the last one that I have on the list, but I think we can think of some more, is to remove specific polling locations. So for if for the people that don't know, in America, there are specific locations where you're designated to vote, which is theoretically, uh, um, within a couple minutes of wherever you live and local to you, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Theoretically. I've been lucky, but mine that I went to the other day was literally two minutes down the street, uh, walked up from me, and I moved like a year ago. So my other one was in a different place, but it was like a five-minute walk away from me. But not everyone's that lucky. And I think that we don't need a specific polling location. I agree. So that would be another thing. Where Say, for example... You can't get off of work to go all the way back home. However, you know that there's a polling location right around the corner from your job. Uh, it's like, I'm going to sneak out for 30
0: minutes and go vote, and then they'll be back. Mm-hmm. And I believe in Australia, you can vote everywhere and anywhere that they, you know, have a polling location, which I think is great. Um, I think, I don't know, it complicates things a little bit, I guess because we do have federal and state elections you know on the right sometimes they're on the same so day. it ha- but
1: it, it has to be within your city let's put it right. that way right because or, or
0: even within your state maybe yeah yeah I mean yeah
1: I, for sure I, I mean I think it's very fair to say you have to vote within the states you live in
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> at the right. very
1: least but if but um I'm trying to think yeah there is nothing that wasn't I mean was that, I'm tra- was that money thing for Pennsylvania? I think that was just for Philadelphia. So I would say that if you keep it within the city, that's fair, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I definitely think they can make it easier. But I think that that's kind of the point. I think that there are a lot of places that would not go the way, th- the elections would not go the way that they would if, well, I'm just gonna straight up say it. I think a lot less places would be Republican if, um, if, if it was a lot easier to vote. Because I think that, voter suppression is a is a like a it's a tactic almost like campaigning is a tactic like this is part yeah. of, of of how we this is part of the election process is all these voter suppression gerrymandering ta- tactics this is all within it right. and and a lot of it is is strategically done to to keep positions I mean all of it that's the yeah. point of it that's why they do
0: it exactly and le- I, I'd like to touch on that a little bit so
1: especially in places like sorry, Especially places like Califor or excuse me, not California, like Texas, mm-hmm. where it's like the number like it's just the number of Hispanic people there. It's just like that like just these numbers
0: don't add up. Sorry, go ahead. Right. So disenfranchising minority voters is definitely a problem in the United States. And the the government does this by having crazy voter ID laws where your ID, your state ID maybe has to match your driver's license or, or something else. That, you know, I don't know all the ID laws, but I know some of them are pretty crazy. And what's hilarious, though, is Brian Kemp, who was running for, I believe, governor of Georgia. Um, when he went to go vote, he is actually um, he was the secretary of state, which meant which meant he was in charge of overseeing the Georgia election, which I also don't understand how you can be in charge of overseeing an election that you are running in. That, to me, already does, doesn't make any sense. Seems like a little bit of conflict of interest. I would say so. But what's hilarious is he went to go vote, and he ran into trouble casting his vote because he he ran into a technical issue that found his voter card invalid when he attempted to vote. Um, which is who really are these re- people that do this stuff, dude? When I walk into the, even though I know
1: I'm 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 registered, sometimes like when I walk into the voting thing, I was like, I hope they have me on file. I hope I don't walk in and they're like, no, you're not on our. Who's that bull to do that stuff? Right. And how does that work? I don't understand how that works. I don't know. I really.
0: I, I mean, really it didn't don't work, but I, I don't understand. I mean, but it has worked. Right. <coughs> so that's Sorry, a big problem. Myself. You're good. That's a big problem. Are the voter ID laws? I think we need to just have if you have a driver's license or any type of identification. I also think you should be able to register if you are not already registered at the polling place. Um, yes. So that's a big yeah. You should also the, mm-hmm. also you have to be uh,
1: registered to vote. But what? Um, in Michigan, it was like. Advanced? In Michigan, it was almost a month. It's like a in month advance. Or like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, what, what's what's that time for in between? Why can't? Why do we have to? Why do you have to do that? Right, right. I agree. Can I, mm-hmm. can I run through a, a list from a, a, a of seven other nations that make um, the American uh, a voting ele- process looks dumb? Sure. And let me say how they said it. Seven other nations that prove just how absurd U.S. elections really are. They put it a little nicer than I did. Not nicer, yeah. but cleaner. Right, by the way, I don't mean to also shit um the u s during this because we can I, I think we're talking about corruption. Mm-hmm. this is our form of voting corruption right. Uh, Vladimir Putin has been president of Russia for how long? One hundred and thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's always like a, some sort of like, oh, 98% win. <laughs> you know, like it's always right. something ridiculous like that.
0: Or it's like if they had an election in China or something. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, so the longest campaign in Canadian history was 10 weeks. Oh, wow. Which I think I had to like look this up somewhere else to be like, that doesn't even make any sense. Trump is already campaigning
0: for 2020.
1: He's never stopped campaigning. No. He was campaigning within like a he was doing on rallies within like a couple of months of getting elected, but uh, campaigns are regularly here like two years long, which um, is crazy. Oh, and it, because one, uh, it's just too much time, especially because these people are still politicians. A lot of them, not all of them, because if you're, some you know some of the, but no, I'd say all of them, uh, just about all these people are p- politicians while they're uh, campaigning. So it's just like it's 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 just like how about you focus on actually putting through uh the laws that people that the the current people that voted for you want rather than it's 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 it's, it's almost like someone gives you a, a plate of food and it's like oh that looks delicious I'm like oh but can I have some like can, can I have some more it's like you haven't even touched what's on your plate right um and then also it, it's ridiculous because campaigning costs money and that's another, that, uh, that's another thing that that's uh, another thing that the U.S. can learn from other countries, because uh, we by far spend the most in campaigns. Um, in the U.K. Pol- political parties can only spend thirty million in the year before an election, which
0: still kind of sounds like a lot. But uh, it's a lot of money, yeah. And and also, can you imagine if we use that money that we use in campaigns for other things? I mean, me being from Michigan. We have horrible potholes in our roads. I feel like if you put yeah. half of that money, you could fix all the roads. You could do a lot for infrastructure, for education. Um, Ac- according yeah. to the Washington
1: Post, um, Hillary Clinton gained 1.4 billion der- uh, for camp- <laughs> campaign funds. 623 million came from the Hillary Clinton campaign. 582 or 98 came from Party and joint fundraising committees, two hundred and four million came from super PACs. Donald That's Trump was the
0: problem right there is the super PACs. Is that like lobbyists? Is that I what a super PAC so. is? Yeah, and also I think corporations, right? Yeah, I
1: consider that lobbying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Donald Trump was nine hundred fifty-seven for same stuff Campa- His campaign, party and joint fundraising. Oh, Excuse me, his camp. He. His campaign was 334, and then fundraising was 543, party and joint fundraising, and then super PACs was 79 million. Hillary Clinton had those super PACs on lock, and that Hillary Clinton campaign. That's very vague to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that just people donating? Is that what that is? Probably. I would imagine so. Okay. Um yeah the super PACs is, is terrible that so that's just essentially a oh man this is this is so what that is 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 companies and different lobbies which are uh, I guess <laughs> committees made up of people from the same like mark like industry of companies and they lobby for their industry or their company to um, so they they lobby for laws. That benefit either whatever their lobby is, which is a usually a group of companies, mm-hmm. or you know, and the way they lobby and convince uh, is essentially just by giving whoever gives the most money usually right. gets uh, usually gets because uh, if, if if by giving a lot of money, we're saying we're voting for you, and we're also showing a uh, we're like we're, it's not just that you're getting our vote, but you, but it's that one you're getting our money, which is obviously huge, mm-hmm. but you're also getting a huge sign of some support from a giant usually some sort of fortune 500 company is is like this stuff is public so these companies are are sort of making a um some sort of statement by doing so as well right and so usually what the companies would assume by like their investment i mean their company so they're this is an investment on the company's part they're assuming if they give enough money once it comes time to loosen up say some sort of Pollution laws or loosen up trade laws or or tariff laws um, that it'll benefit those companies right and um it's it's it, it really it people don't like it mostly because it sort of uh, um, weakens the voice of the actual person that's that's Correct. doing the voting
0: absolutely and it also weakens the representatives and they don't. They don't do what's right. They only do what is, is in the interest of a company that's giving them thousands, if not millions of dollars instead right. of actually representing the people, which is why they were elected in the first place. So yeah, money in politics is a is a really terrible thing, I think. Um, one so of I, my,
1: mm-hmm. one I got one more, one more. Uh, in Germany, political parties release just one 90-second television ad. That's probably got to be one of the worst slash best parts of American politics are the commercials <laughs> Oh, the commercials are
0: hilarious
1: have you heard about the commercial I believe it mo- probably was for the midterms it's not it wasn't my state so I, I didn't know ex- I didn't know exactly what it was for but there is a um, uh, there's um, there's ah, man now I wish I could just find it but there's essentially no, let me see if I can find this
0: uh, siblings I'm gonna tell you what I'm typing in. siblings Oh, I did oh, hear about I found this. It. I Already did found hear about it. this. Yeah, yeah. The siblings so, uh, all, all went against their like brother who was running as like a Republican, right? And they said he was racist and homophobic and everything, right? Yes. Do you want me to just play some of it? I could play it.
1: C- can you? Yeah, Are it's a commercial. Gonna... No, it's a it's on the news. You can play that stuff. Oh, can you? All right, sweet. I think so. Well, see, now I just realized I got to pull it up on my phone then but let's, um let's which let's, is no post, deal, let's just post it on our <laughs> let's just post it. or if That's you want to play cool. it now you
0: can but we no can. it's fine it's fine
1: but anyway um so there's essentially this i just because i don't remember exactly what they were what, the, what was said um and so i didn't just wanted to start like making stuff up because I, I i didn't um i'm gonna just type it in because uh it's only it's uh, we don't have to listen to all of it but uh
0: but you are right, Jared. That is one of the funniest things about the... They don't
2: need to know the truth. Oh, 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 oh. that's a
1: commercial. We were...
0: Sorry, go ahead. I'm listening. They, uh, I mean, just the, the political ads are just hilarious. Yes. Yes. All right, I'll play it. Six siblings, all speaking out against their brother as he makes another bid for Congress.
2: <laughs> Gaston Gosar. Paul Gosar is my brother.
0: Republican incumbent Paul Gosar is running against Democrat David Brill in Arizona's 4th District. I, I
1: just want to hear them. In
0: the fight, Brill's I campaign see is ranging from health to the commercial. environment. I Paul's absolutely not working for his district. And it's not just <laughs> Arizona. It so it's constant. literally stuff like that where it's just like... His siblings are just shitting on him. It's so great. All of the siblings except for
1: the one that's running. And so the guy that's his, his competitor... Running against him got all of his siblings to do this. Apparently, the mom is uh, is a, a hardcore Republican, like Ghost, like the ghosts are that's mm-hmm. running. The ones, unlike the siblings, right. and the mom's on the siblings' side. She's like, I don't know why they would do this to her brother, to their brother. And it's like that probably means you're a piece of shit to them. <laughs> right. Um, that's true. So yeah, uh, the commercials are the best part because it's it's just these like, it's 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 just. The most basic form of just dis- sh- like the most obvious and basic form of just shitting on your opponent, where they'll say, like, um, uh, Jim Jeff Jim Jimerson, the Democratic <laughs> candidate, is for uh, illegal immigrants entering this country, Jim Jimerson is for criminals taking over this country, right. Jim Jimerson wants to release black people from prisons to uh, it doesn't care about blah blah blah. Like, it's just like yeah. the most basic. Or it's like, or it's like, uh, blah blah blah. Republican, like Mike Mikerson, the Republican, wants to take all your money and wants to right. <laughs> and wants to take cut all public, all public, uh, uh, spending and, and take away all your all, uh, you know, it's like
0: wants to close all libraries or just stupid right. shit like
1: that. It's
0: usually <laughs> to, yeah, it's usually to slander your opponents and like, yeah, but it's so it's so they like, really like simple. Or
1: mm-hmm. it's like, who's falling for this? But they work because people spend millions of dollars on them. But I was like, these are just right. so like, foolish to me. And it's like, who, who's basing their uh, decision off of this? But I think the answer is a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because they do work. Mm-hmm. Or else people wouldn't do them. Right. So I, I have a few questions for you, Jared. Okay. We mentioned that we were going to talk a little bit about elections in other countries as well. So I'm curious if you happen to know... What is the youngest age in the world that somebody can vote and which country? I don't know the
1: country off the top of my head, but I do remember reading that. Oh, I remember in Hungary. They were saying, is it Hungary? I believe in Hungary they're saying that the, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not sure of Hungary, but I do remember there's a country saying that the age is 18. However, if you have a job, then you can vote at sixteen, which I think is awesome. Okay,
0: I'm not sure about Hungary, but I'm pretty sure Brazil, you can also vote at sixteen if you have a job, um, or just in general. I'm not
1: sure. What do you think should be? What do you think is the is the age that people should be voting? Um,
0: I don't know. I mean, the sixteen seem too young to you. So right here uh, I didn't well, know shit. Well, right I here, mean, I didn't so, know shit when I was So 18, Brazil lowered the voting insane. age from 18 to 16 in the 1988 constitution. Um, so yes. Mm. Uh, so what's interesting though is in Brazil if you're 18, you are required to vote, but 16 it's optional. Well here here's the thing I Jared. I like that. Right, I do too. That's a good way to get people into voting too. I agree. I agree. Here's 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 my justification for voting at at 16 we trust 16 year olds to drive a car and yeah you can kill a lot of people with a car if you're not paying attention why not why not give them an opportunity to vote you know
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it's you're getting the voice of the people and i mean at what point are are they are people worth listening to i guess well also in young but yeah in Brazil, what she said, it makes sense also because it's compulsory there to vote. Mm-hmm. Right. So I do like the idea, though. I, mean, I think that's a great idea, even if it's not compulsory to vote, to get people started voting that way. Right. And now, I think that helps with the conversations in school about voting. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little bit more real. Oh, and yeah. I think they're also, especially in America, especially in recent years, there is a thing to shaming people that don't vote. Especially now that, once again, as I said, there's a uh, president in that a lot of people detest. Right. so there's a there is like a thing to shaming people that, to, that don't vote so I think it's good to start that shame a little younger <laughs> that's fair
0: that is true so now we're gonna go to the other end of the spectrum where do you think the oldest age is interesting 21 Wow good job any guesses the, on
1: which countries um, those I mean the only reason I guess 21 is because just like 16 18 and 21 are like the standard yeah ages that no we I agree out. uh I don't know I have no idea. Lebanon and Singapore, yeah, I would not have guessed that. Twenty-one seems too late. Yeah, I agree. I agree. In the words, and what I always would well not always use, but what I remember one of my teachers saying, um, his his thing was with uh, the drinking age, where it's like it makes no sense that you uh, someone can go to war but they can't have a beer. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and yeah, I, I but I, it's it's these are all arbitrary ages that we decide. Mean you're smart enough to make this decision, right? Um, it's and it's it's kind of like the the thing we were mentioning with ethics, where it's like every, everyone's idea of of what it means to be an adult and what it, what what it mean like what and and how and how much people care about someone else's voice, like all that stuff varies greatly. I think Americans kind of have a reputation for like um, disregarding. What young people have to say. Mm-hmm. It's just like I feel like every generation, it's there's always like the next generation, to uh like we're, like we're kind of known for always have like t- talking down to the generation below us, like um like the one like the sort of the dominant generation sort of always thinks that they got it all figured out. Or it's like right. what makes like does it look like society's great right now? What makes you like? It's like if anything, this is because of you. I would say.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, I think we, I think, in, especially in the United States, we need to do a better job preparing our young people for the changes that will be coming in the future. And I think voting is a good way to do that. Mm-hmm. Because if they are not active in the political system, what's going to happen is it's going to be run by a bunch of old fogies who. You know they don't care about the world because they're going to be dead in ten to fifteen years. Yeah, so, it, yeah. There,
1: there's less incentive to to make decisions for the people.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Um,
1: so, with that said, do you think it's do you think it uh, voting should be
0: uh, required? Yeah, uh, I think also in voting in the United States, we should also have an option for none of the above.
1: Yes, that's what I was going to say. I think it should be required, but you should be allowed you but I think you you should be allowed to opt out from choosing any of the options once you get there, but at least make them put in the effort mm-hmm. of going there to do it. Cuz I think once you're there, if you are opting out, it's because you um you really want to opt out. But I think a lot of people that don't vote, it's not because they're opting out. It's just cuz they either don't care enough or are too lazy to do right. so. Which I, is, like I a, would agree. is both all don't care not yeah. caring. But I think people, some of those people that don't vote, would have a say, would have a
0: uh, choice, one side or the other. They just don't care enough to to do it. I, I think we might have different um, opinions here. When I, when I mean none of the above, I don't mean you abstain from voting, as in you don't cast your ballot. But like if, so say you have two people running for governor, you don't like either of them, you can vote. Uh, just. Neither of them. That's what I meant. That's oh, what that's I meant. what you meant. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. The other, Where thing it's like is- you still have to say you still have to choose something, but you're choosing neither. Right. And w- exactly. The other thing I don't understand is there. The the other thing I don't understand is that um I don't remember if it's midterms or gen- uh, general elections or what, but you can't vote like Republican and Democrat. I think it, it might be the primaries. I think it's the yes, primaries. It is primaries. It has to be all. Democrat or all Republican I think that's a bunch of bullshit I think there is
1: some some I don't think it's all bullshit because the the primaries is is before the presidential election and it is to choose the uh, presidential candidate so you're it's it's chosen by the the it's essentially the people the party the people of the party choosing who they want their nominee to be for the for, so I think there is something to only cuz i think that could also lead to sabotage if 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 during a primary say someone votes for like the the opposing person that they think is less likely to win or something i don't know i think that there is some some legitimacy to making making you have to choose a specific party during a primary okay but i understand why the, cuz there are also people that especially for example with um with this election where it's like um where it's like, oh, I, you know, Mike Mikerson might be a Republican, <laughs> but uh, he, but he's also like, I didn't realize this was going to be my option. I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, go the other way on this one. But it's like, no, 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 no. Right. Then you have to just wait till the final election, the general election and mm-hmm. vote for whoever they gave you. Because you can now to make it clear for people in the primaries in some states, you have to vote with your party. And for, and, um, which I don't really like that as someone that, that doesn't identify a party on my, uh, (laughs) on my, uh, thing. But, uh, anyway, um, you have to vote with your party, but how, during the general election, you don't have to. So say you're a Democrat, but you decide you want to vote Republican. Then you can, but just not during the primary, during the, the general election, you can. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so... You believe it should be compulsory, but you have the option to not choose
0: either of the options on there. You could say, I choose neither. Mm-hmm. That's who and I And if it's compulsory, it either needs to be on a day where everyone can get there or an online ballot or even a, you know that you can send well, in Well, then you ballots. have to, don't you? Where it's like, if you're going to make it compulsory,
1: then you, have, you can't make it where I'm going to get in trouble at work if I don't go. Right. <laughs> like if I'm not at work. So I'll, I, there are some countries that are, do have compulsory... Um, uh, which is there's some that are enforced that is compulsory and some mm-hmm. where it's not enforced. The enforced ones um, are Argentina, and it's compulsory for citizens between 18 and 70 years. Uh, non-compulsory for those older than 70, uh, in between 16 and 18. So probably similar to Brazil. Um, in Australia, it's also uh, compulsory, and uh, so it same with um, Belgium. Uh, it's been compulsory since the 18 since 1894 every citizen and registered non-belgian voter from the age of 18 has to present themselves in their designated polling station on election day always a sunday however casting a legal vote is not compulsory uh, see that's the thing they at least make you show up it's like you don't have to vote but just show up hmm. and i think ju- it says um with oh wait excuse me legal sanctions still exist for those failing to present themselves or appoint a proxy without proper legal... Dist- yeah, so you have to show up, but you don't have to vote. Hmm. But only sanctions for absent appointed uh, polling station staff have been enforced by persecutors since 2003. Okay. Brazil, you mentioned that. Ecuador. Uh, Liechtenstein. Luxembourg. Uh, it's compulsory for 18 to 75. If you're over 75, then uh, it's not compulsory. North Korea. Pff, okay. Everyone over the age of 17 is required to vote for what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, North Korea, you have to vote, but it's more just a... Uh, I'm going to assume that's more just a uh, pleasantry, because it's like... Right. Uh, it just also, oh, it's weird that we vote, but it's been the, in the same family for the past however many years. Right. By uh, resounding 99%. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Also, that 1%, they've been murdered. <laughs> uh, Peru, Singapore, Uruguay, Switzerland... And it's it's
0: not enforced in a actually a good bit of countries. That's you know surprising. You know what's crazy about Switzerland is Switzerland didn't uh, females didn't get the right to vote in Switzerland until like the eighties. Damn. Yeah. And compulsory voting was introduced
1: in uh, in in seven ca- several cantons. I don't know what a canton is. Is that like a neighborhood? Region starting in the late 19th century, but by 1974 it had been abolished everywhere. Okay, sorry, I just I was just wondering what that said. The 1980s, and Switzerland's always looked at like this place of like uh, freedom and like a uh, like a haven
0: almost. Mm-hmm. So sorry, not the 80s, 1971, but still that's okay. that's, that's pretty better. late. <laughs> yeah, what
1: is that? Oh, sorry. What's uh, up? you guys? Sorry, one of my the that you guys couldn't hear that, but um, one of the articles that I had up that had a, a voting stuff had a like an embedded video. Oh, gotcha. And at first I thought that was my phone that was still playing something, and I was like, what well, why is it was Trump's voice?" And I was like, "What is happening right now?" Uh-oh, uh, it was horrifying. He overheard you talking. Watch out, Jared. Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Is there anything else you want to say about voting? There's a like I, I feel like there's a, a this is a
0: huge topic. Mm-hmm. We've only scratched the surface, but I think it was a good surface scratch.
1: Yeah, we could talk more about it. Uh, there's no, more elections. Let's talk more about it in two years when we have another uh, uh, presidential election. There we go. We could talk more specifically
0: about presidential elections. <clears throat> Sounds good. Well, our song of the pod for this episode was specifically picked for its title and theme it is called vote Him out by willie nelson also featuring his son lucas nelson. <laughs> not that song but all, that's also a classic um i i have uh mentioned that i am a big willie nelson fan but i'm curious jared what were your thoughts on the song vote Him out uh very literal <laughs> I didn't I, I liked
1: it but it was one of those songs where it's like I mean I like it but it's not like it, it is it wouldn't be something I would listen to it's a little cheesy but it's like like I feel like it's a good song to put out if, if you're like a, if you're someone that cares about politics and you want to get people to vote he was talking about if you're gonna complain like don't like Chad mentioned don't complain if you're not gonna vote and uh, don't worry. In however many years, you'll be able to vote. Uh, you know, vote out that that person you don't like, or keep in the person you do like, or whatever. And um, I like the message, but as and and um, as and I I like his voice. I always like to hear his voice. It's kind of a fun voice. Mm-hmm. But it, as far as like songs go, it's a little cheesy. I, I mean, it's supposed, to, but it's 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 clearly just getting people to vote. Serves so it's his like purpose, it's, right? Right. It's not one of his finest, like artistic masterpieces (laughs) right but uh but it is it is it is uh as far as like i'm sure if if you were to line up other voting songs i'd probably prefer this one
0: (laughs) right i really like the line i really like the line when he says um something like the biggest gun you got is the ballot box oh yeah i like that because you know i feel like a lot of people you know Sadly, a lot of times different political movements have a lot of violence, right? But yeah, we've been lucky where we haven't had a ton of violence with our political parties in the United States. And I also think it's a comment on the fact that a lot of people say that
1: their vote doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I would agree, because even sometimes I feel that way. But I but I also I think what I what I do to um, get myself m- more motivated to vote uh and this is going to show you how much of a uh a clock. i am hmm. is um is i also try to remind myself that i'm not voting for myself really like this is even though like there, are uh, you know i'm a minority i've got a lot of problems that i could that that that, that are that are very pressing to me that um definitely uh um uh, um motivate my vote but I do have this strong sense where it's like I don't uh, this like first of all I'm a pessimistic person in general, and I do think that our our voting has been so corrupted through gerrymandering and um, all that stuff where it's almost kind of sometimes a foregone conclusion. But uh, there are two things I remind myself: is one, I'm not voting just for myself, so don't be so selfish to even look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And two, um. If I like, like, I, even if I don't think it, it, it means anything, it doesn't mean anything to do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Especially, especially for me where it's in walking distance. Like, there's nothing for me to do it. So, uh, there's really no excuse not to, especially if it's your only, really your only real way to try to make a difference. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. And the other thing is, we are also voting for all of the people living in the United States who don't have a vote. Yes. You know, I have friends who are German um, who. Are either married to Americans or they work in the United States, but they aren't American citizens, and they can't vote. I have friends who are, you know, I have a family that's uh, ex-cons. There you go, yeah, and they and well, they can't one. vote.
1: I'm not going to say ex-cons, right? So, or one or two actually, but yeah. So you know,
0: <laughs> we we have to be mindful that our our vote does matter, and it's not just for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You're trying to you're voting for the greater good. In theory, yes. You should definitely, be, I think. Right, I agree. So yeah, so check out our song of the pod for this week. Vote him out by Willie Nelson. He is one of my favorite songwriters. It'll and, be uh, fun for
1: me to uh, post that on, uh, on Twitter two weeks after uh, midterm elections. Right.
0: <laughs> a little late to the party, but there what it is, you know. Well, hey, Jared. everyone
1: vote. Did you vote?
0: Right. <clears throat> uh, that was two weeks ago, but yeah. Well, Jared, I have a good check word for you. This maybe isn't the most practical it's not a phrase but it's one word it is svoboda which is the czech word for freedom oh hell yeah Mm -hmm. and this is a, a common word in a lot of slavic languages so i believe it's also the same in russian possibly also polish i'm sure it's the same in slovakian
1: was it croatian that is also similar yeah where there, i was there are similarities yes where I, I believe i had a croatian um untranslatable recently and you recognized dobra i believe yeah it was yeah. meaning good absolutely yes yeah
0: well jared it would not be an untranslatable podcast episode without a couple of jokes of course not. so it's been a very serious episode yeah we gotta lighten it up a little bit you know what i mean yeah voting is very important but uh you also have to enjoy life and don't get too down on yourself if the the party or the person you're hoping for doesn't win my uh, polling
1: place uh mm-hmm. had cookies that they offered oh nice
0: and they looked very
1: nice but i was like i'm gonna pass i really think i'm turning it to a germaphobe because the first thing i thought was how many people's hands have been in this uh, that's fair cookie tray <laughs> that's fair <laughs> i got there at six o'clock
0: how long has this trade has been open right yeah you never know <clears throat> All right, Jared. My first joke for you that I'm going to give to you is an original. Oh, my favorite. Here we go. Given this uh, the first ever test run. Here we go. What did the man selling cheese graters say to a hesitant customer? What did he say? He said, "Buy it. Make America great again." <laughs>
1: Okay, that's pretty good. You like that? (laughs) That was pretty good. Oh, actually, I probably should. Parade. That was. (laughs) I like that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I figured. I I figured I had to throw in a pun in there. A little political joke for you. Yeah, absolutely. A slogan that now has become a cheese joke. How about that? That
1: sounds like a New Yorker, uh, New Yorker cartoon
0: or something, right? (laughs) All right. So I got two more for you. What is the difference between baseball and politics? Um I don't know. in baseball, you're out if you're caught stealing.
1: <laughs> Jeez, it's a
0: little too real right? <laughs> and my last one for you by the way, how many pending charges
1: are just in our current like uh administration?
0: Overall? I think well, I think this administration has had more indictments than any other administration in the history of the United States. I could be was, wrong about that but and we're two years in by the way. Yeah, correct um also i think that um trump is going to he has spent more on travel in one year than obama did in four years i'm pretty sure wow so that's pretty crazy anyways we're, we're doing jokes there's also though a
1: similar there's a similar stat with vacation too
0: yep and it's funny because
1: uh yeah anyway anyway anyways, we're doing jokes right anyways jokes, i mean he is kind of a joke so i think that's the funniest <laughs> of all jokes
0: saddest Ugh. saddest joke of all yeah as the saddest well, of all but, yeah. jokes <laughs> so here we go Jared. what is the opposite of progress politics congress
1: oh i don't know oh, i've heard that one before that's a Why john stewart politics
0: joke, right <laughs> it like doesn't make any sense i probably should have said progress right like a pro and a con oh, progress yes, yes. congress well, yeah, Congress. Yeah,
1: but that is a very common uh, American joke. Mm-hmm.
0: Sadly, it's kind of wait. True. That's John
1: Stewart's joke. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, I don't yep. know Shout really. out to that's John like a, Stewart. That's like in in the American
0: lexicon now, right? Yeah, it's impressive. Yet I couldn't think of it right. <laughs> when you asked me. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we have concluded our episode today about elections uh, in the United States and in other countries, and I would like to leave all of our wonderful listeners with a quote. Um, and this is from Keith Ellison, who Ooh, is yeah. the uh, first Muslim uh, Attorney General of Minnesota, from Detroit nice. as well. Uh, graduated nice. UD Jesuit Academy and Wayne State University. So shout out to you, uh, Mr. Ellison. The quote like is: um, mm-hmm. uh, "The quote is not voting is not a protest; it is a surrender." Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, people it's so funny people there are people that feel very righteous in their decision not to vote i've never understood that uh where it's like what are you proving you're not proving a- anything right now uh where it's like there's, it's not impressive not to vote it's like yeah anyone can not vote right but people are very righteous in believing that um you're you're feeding into a useless system and i think a little some of that comes to where it's like we need to really shake up the system and like ideally no one votes or whatever. It's like and then what do we do? That would be and bad. It's like, yeah, that's that's also
0: a real unrealistic way to look about mm-hmm. look at reality. And also right. pretty
1: pessimistic. And that's coming from me.
0: Right. And we and I think a lot of Americans take voting for granted. You know, I Yeah, I think we have a little mm-hmm. too good. Yeah. I I would agree. But yeah, so anyways. Um, to all of our listeners out there, we hope you enjoyed our episode today about elections in the United States and in other countries. Uh, let us know what you think on iTunes. We would love to see a review. Also, please, if you want to get in contact with us, um, you can slide into our DMs on Twitter at untranslatable1. Uh, it on gator piss. That's right. Follow our uh, Instagram page. <laughs> Um, We now have uh, 100 posts and more on the way, so check those out on Instagram at untranslatablepodcast. Also, please take a look, look at our YouTube channel. We will be having some cool music in foreign languages up there for your listening pleasure. And as always, we really appreciate your support, and we are looking forward to talking to you next time.